Hey, what's good? What's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the Road Podcast. Um, I'm DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never. Yo, yo. Jamie the Great. Yeah. DJ D Miles. Yes, sir. And we got a special guest, um, one of Seattle's finest, one of Las Vegas' finest. Yep, yep. Uh, one of the first DJs I've I've ever seen who had a podcast, actually, mm-hmm. and even though it was a live mix podcast. Yeah. Uh, and he's one of the uh, one of the first really like legendary like mashup DJs who was like killing the mashup scene back in the day. Uh, I'll give it to my boy uh, GJ Scene. What's up? What's going on? What's good, man? How are Chilling? you guys? Good, good man. Oh, yeah. We so me and you got a history. Me and you would never have a history. We kind of do, yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when I moved to Vegas in 2005, end of 2005. They started booking. Uh, I opened Jet with uh, Neva, right? right. Mm-hmm. And then they started booking you from Seattle uh, in 2006. It was actually before Jet. I was getting booked at Light. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. So that's where I first met you. Was at Light. Really? The original Light. Yep. So I first. But met Jet you. was you. I think Jet I was think after. Was Light. Crooked in Vegas? I don't think he was in Vegas when I, you first started doing Light. Oh, I you, didn't know you, you did Light. You were opening at Light. The first couple times I did light. No, but if I there. if I did light, Jet was definitely open. Yeah, yeah. No, Jet came after light. No, yeah, really? yeah, Jet did come after light. Yeah, but you you started doing light and light. Jet when Jet opened. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it straight. I told you some of my timelines might be no, a little cool. off. But he did cool. say his memory's not there. Yeah, yeah well, you know. my memory is, my memory is pretty bad too, man. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, no, no. So when Jet opened in two thousand five. They started booking you, and then so you would do like a Friday, Saturday, and Jet, and then you would do a Sunday at Light or something like right, that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I remember you would come in, and I would open for you. But Scene was like one of the first, uh, like, out of town resident DJs that would come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that you know it wasn't a regular thing. It would be like me or Neva DJing the whole night, or Eddie McDonald DJing literally from like ten thirty to like five a.m. every night. Yeah, wow. God damn. So then, like when scene, uh, scene was one of the first, and I think Ruckus was another one. Mm-hmm. Yep, Ruckus. Um, you guys, so you, but you were like literally the first one, and I remember opening for you, and I never heard of you because I'm from New York. Right. I'm not from the West Coast. Right. And they were like, "Oh, he's from Seattle," and then I was like, "Oh, Seattle." It's like it's weird, and I was just. It like, was weird, and you kind of there was a little bit of tension I felt. Maybe yeah, yeah, at a little first bit. you're kind of like. Yeah, who is this guy? I was like, what <laughs> what's he doing in my house? I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> and then, and then um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, and then I just started seeing your CDs, and then I heard about your like uh, your throwback party in Seattle. Right. Uh, I forgot what it was called. Was it the? Um, um, the, the, there's two parties that we did. One was later, 2080s. The, the, that was with Four Colors. Four Colors, Zach. I can't even talk. And then the first one was Yo, yo son. son. Yeah, yeah. Yo Son. Mm-hmm. Okay, Yo Son is not the one I, I know. The oh. other, what's the one that was like a mix of 80s and stuff? 2080s. 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 That came after Yo Son. Okay, that was yeah. the one you did with Four Color? Yes. Okay, yep. and Four Color Zach's from, big shout to Zach. Yeah. yeah. From Seattle as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, All yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, you started coming out, and like, honestly, I I would rate Scene as maybe top five Oh damn, that's too kind. Top five club DJs who could who can scr- whose scratches sound amazing in mm-hmm. the club. Well, thank you. Yeah. Like 
Thank you very much. I would say, yeah, I can't, I don't know, like very aggressive, hard cuts. Man, you want to talk about aggressive. You are aggressive no, when no, it comes no. to mixing and cutting and everything. In fact, you're legendary for breaking <laughs> faders off. This guy. You walk in like, what's wrong with the mixer? Like, oh, Crooked broke it last night. He broke it what again. Crooked? <laughs> like, broke the mixer? How do you break no. a mixer? His, uh, his, your, 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 crooked, your, your, your scratches with your right hand are fucking sharp as fuck. They're very aggressive. They're aggressive. No, 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 no. They're like fucking sharp. Yeah, but then. No, but he like uh, leans on the fader. He's like. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not very coordinated. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. So like, I'm not coordinated. So I need to put extra force to have it like more on beat or. That's just me. I'm just not coordinated. But uh, yeah, when I would hear like scene scratching in the club, you know, you hear a lot of dudes scratching and sometimes it just sounds sloppy or it just sounds like kind of in the middle or like it just sounds like it's not rhythmic and it's not with the song and it has nothing to it's not helping the mix at all Mm -hmm. but like scene is one of the one of the yeah i would say one of the top three to five djs that i've heard that scratches and it like enhances you're like damn man that was crazy and then he just went into something super clean well thanks man it's got to be musical right if you're gonna do it don't make it sloppy and make sure that it it has intent but be very very surgical with it and put it in and use it as like an instrument it's premieresque like dj premieresque yeah. where he would like scratch certain things and make it like rhythmic like you know like jazzy and shit you know sure. like like uh but yeah no i mean I, w- I would be like always impressed i was like be like damn this dude's nasty and yeah. then he was a uh, yeah i mean probably in the beginning there was the tension like yo who's this dude because honestly at the club that we were working at they wouldn't tune us into anything yeah. i would literally come in and they'd be like yo there's a guy coming in today. And I'm just like, who? Yeah. And they're just like, yo, you're just going to open for him. And, and I'm and like, oh, shit. Like, you guys didn't know. need me there. You guys were crushing it. Like, I'd come no. in every time, and you, just, you guys were just having all fires. I'm like, why am I here? No, like, I you guys are good. I, 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 <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's you always know? good. To me. I actually learned a lot of shit listening to you and, and your style, uh, the way you DJ and stuff. Cool, because, uh, yeah, the New York, because you had a very clean and like a like a slow build, like a steady. Yeah. You have a, like a steady, um, uh, a steady vibe. You keep it consistent. Sure, with like and then go. and then you'll hit him like. I'm more like yo. Let's go to level ten. Let's go to three, and then go back to right, ten. Up down up down. And then up, go down. three and. Scene is more like yo. Let's keep it at seven. Let's hit him with a little eight. Go back to seven. Let's yeah. maybe go to nine now, but it's it's very a steady Sweet. pace. Yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But. I want to talk about, you know, obviously you transitioning to Las Vegas and coming to Vegas and stuff like that. I uh-huh. mean, I, I, how was it like your first gig? Were you nervous? Yo, it, it was weird, to be honest with you. You know, I, I had done some traveling before uh, with MySpace, doing some of the various gigs. And then I was also a promoter in Seattle doing all of the Scion stuff. So we got to do you know, Premier, Jazzy Jeff, and everybody up there. But then they also put us on the road. So we would do different markets. Like, they put me out in Detroit, or they put me in, you know, L.A. or How whatever. How did you get made? Because I remember back in the day, Cyan was like, I don't know, like, man. Big. They were big. They, they were like huge. Yeah. Huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had those trucks, like the little build-outs. Yeah. They were, yeah. they were almost that. bigger than how Red Bull, like, yeah. fronts the three-style. Yeah. yeah. Like, Cyan was like, yo, every DJ was like, yo, they, like Cyan's well, pushing out some money for some well, ev- shit. Every market had somebody that was putting those shows together and helping promote those shows, obviously. And yeah. I was that guy in Seattle. So everyone from the different markets got to bounce around and, and open for Premiere or open for Jazzy Jeff, you know. Did they like just Holland reach out to you? 
Yeah. Like I just got the, the cold email one day. I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, I can do this. You know, because I was already putting flyers on the streets for mixed CDs and everything else and for mm-hmm. the clubs. I was already, I knew where the spots were to like, it was just different back then. It wasn't like the internet, you know? Well, let, let's, I mean, let's go way back then. Let's, let's talk about Seattle and you come up there because I want to understand the, the club scene out there. I don't think we touched on it too much with uh, no. Four Colors Zach. No. Uh, and I just kind of want to like, what was the come think, up? Like what, like, you know? So I was very fortunate in, in the club scene because it just, um, I was always a battle guy. Like I, I wanted to enter every battle. I entered all the DMCs, the ITFs, all of that stuff. The guitar center battles, all of them entered all the battles. I wasn't uh, focused on the nightclubs at all. And I was very fortunate because when I turned 21, uh, Mark Le- Marcus Lelario, a guy up in Seattle, promoter, and he, he owned some different venues, he said, hey, we want you to do this night with a buddy of mine, DV1. Would you be down? We can't really pay you, though, but we'll give you ownership of the night. I'm like, okay, yeah, like, whatever. I'm not doing anything cool. He's like, what's the night? He goes, you can do whatever you want. I go, I can just play Wu-Tang all night. And he's like, yep. Wow. Like, I can just play anything I want all night long. And I've never been a club DJ. I'm like, okay, cool, I'm in. So I kind of got what real lucky this? there. What year was this? That's a good question. Probably 99, 2000, something like that. A little like, like early 2000, yeah. late 90s, okay. So he's like, yeah, just go for it. There's no theme or anything. No, nope, it's just party nights called Yo Son. Okay. And actually, actually, the theme was keep it dirty. Like, you know, don't play commercial music. Don't play anything on the radio. Okay. So I was like, yo, that's my first gig? Yeah, but we can't pay you, but we'll give you a third of the night, whatever we make at the door. All right, cool. So a couple yeah. weeks rolls by. It's lame, obviously, you know, 20 people maybe. Then it grew to 50, 100. We eventually got this thing to, like, the premiere party on a Sunday. How long did that take, though? I would say six months, maybe. Six months. Yeah. yeah that was a quick one. By the time, you know, summer hit or whatever, and then it was like, it was on. So th- that was the spot where everyone, I, I remember playing, you know, Wu-Tang into, just, you know, some crazy shit and, and having Gwen Stefani on the dance floor. Like, what is she doing here? Like, why are you here? Really? Like, yeah, th- that was the spot on Sundays. Gwen, like, you would see wow, Gwen crazy. Stefani from No Doubt just hanging just, out? And just hanging out. She'd was be she on the like dance on tour floor. and shit? She'd be on tour and then she was in town. I was like, where do we go tonight? And they're like, yeah. yo, you should go to this spot. They just play a bunch of like fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like the whole goal is like make it so dv1 and i we used to have this thing we say yo let's get into it it's like you want to go weirdo on them like let's go weirdo and like because there wasn't mashup the term mashup or open right. format or any of that it was like we're playing hip-hop it was based in hip-hop but then we would really hit them with like the rock in the 80s and like go weirdo it's like oh they're drunk now now let's hit them with like some funny shit mm-hmm. right and it just worked it's like so what's I, a couple of questions yeah <laughs> What what's some of the weird shit? What's a weird shit? Let's what like you like you take Khalees milkshake and put it over bounce ro- rock skate. You know what I mean? Like uh, like you just bug it out. So it's like wh- why is he playing this song with you know some '80s track or some you know some rock or whatever? Like wh- I had never seen it. I had never heard of it. We is, did it because this it was is on funny. vinyl. This is on vinyl. Yeah. And we were doing it just to be funny, almost like, hey, if you don't like it, get the fuck out of here. Right. It was like that attitude. Like, the more crazy we could get it, then hopefully those people will leave that don't like it. And then it was mm. like the super concentrated crowd of like, yeah, bug it out. Like, if, if it was too normal. I remember we had, a, we had a couple guest DJs, and they came in, and one of them had played Nelly Hot in here, which at the time, it was like the biggest song or whatever. Right. And Marcus comes running up. He's like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Like, you're killing the vibe. You're killing the vibe. He's like, nah, man, you know, they love it. They love it. He's like, nah, not cool. Like, get out of it right now. Like, not cool. 
So I kind of, yeah. like I said, I was a little fortunate to have that be my first club gig and, you know, just be able to take chances and, like, really fuck around and not really care. So mm-hmm. in the beginning, before it popped off in the six months, every week when you were doing it, did you just feel like, yo, this is hopeless? Or were you oh, like, yeah. Were you like, <laughs> yeah, were you of just course. like this well, is stupid, like, so, why are we doing this? So, you know, take it back a few years before that, my first real gigs, I guess you could call them, were taking equipment, turntables, everything up to the community center and, and DJing for B-Boys, mm. right? Like Circle of Fire or Massive Monkeys were the big crews up there. So I'd take all my stuff up there and I'd play, you know, I'd play all these different breaks, right? Mm-hmm. And I was terrible, like just god-awful, like the worst. They're like, yo, this, this is terrible. But he's free, so we'll let him keep coming back. It's all good, yeah. right? So um, then the B-Boys kind of put me onto stuff like, man, you need to get some James Brown. You know what I mean? You need to like... Open, open your palate a little bit. Wow, what was you playing? Like, um, I was just playing fucked up shit. Like, like they're not trying to hear Planet Rock. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not that that's fucked up, but like for B boys, they're like they're, they were over. I thought that was B boy music. They're like, nah, man. Like, this is not cool. Like, <laughs> you need to come with something else. So then they, I think one of them had put me on to the ultimate breaks and beats. And then as soon that's as you like have ultimate be, breaks and yeah. beats, you're like you got the everything. man. Yeah, you got yeah. everything. Like you're the B boy master, right? So went out and dropped a bunch of money on doubles of. Uh, ultimate breaks and beats all of a sudden i'm like the the breakdance king or whatever or, or dv1 is actually like he's the dude I mean, he was rock steady and everything he had all the breaks so um yeah man that's that's really where it started so uh, was it, to, was it, to go back to your son yeah it was very b-boy heavy like especially early in the night mm-hmm. that yeah. it was very b-boy so if people weren't really there if there wasn't you know 200 300 people there at least the b-boys were there so we were still having fun with it right right you know did the um did the party blow up before or after Rolling Stone named it one of the best oh, parties was, in the country? It was it was way bigger before they even jumped on it. Yeah, like, I th- I think it was tighter before because then once Rolling Stone jumped on it and did the little write up or whatever, then it was like everybody and their brother wanted to come through and it mm-hmm. you know then you started getting the suits and all these you know it started getting fucked up. It yeah. wasn't like cool anymore. Uh-huh. So, so it got trendy. Yeah, a little trendy, but. I remember seeing dudes kissing on the dance floor with mohawks, and you had b-boys over on this side. You had, you know, gangsters over here. It was just so eclectic, mm-hmm. and and for me at least, it was like, um, you know, have fun, but play shit to try and get the people that are that are like too cool, get them out of here, right? Like mm-hmm. get them out of here, and it, it it really did concentrate like a quality crowd. And it wasn't even like cool, like yo, those dudes are cool because they wear Nikes and shit like that. It was like cool because of their frame of thinking and their openness with music and shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there's like a difference now what motherfuckers think are cool and who are yeah. not cool, like. Yeah. And then uh, was it hard to get records in Seattle or? Um, not really. I mean, there's a few record stores, so yeah. you you just got to dig, right? I mean, there was some major record there stores. Some yeah, Platinum Records. My boy Kippy. I mean, he'd always hook us up. And like, were you on the radio or no? Yeah, that that came later. That came later. Yeah. Okay. So, so we have Yo Son. So w- after six months, it started bubbling. In the summer, it started popping. It's again. crazy, right? Crazy. And then the three day weekends. I and mean, then, obviously. And like, what were you nuts. thinking as someone that built something from nothing and see it like blow up like that? Oh, it was the best feeling in the world. Are you kidding me? You get to walk out of there, I, and if you're a, a third owner, 
you know, you're walking out with the door, like that's a good chunk of change for your yeah, first yeah. gig. Like, like, like how much mm-hmm. money was you walking oh, yeah. out with, if you mind me asking? I mean, on, a, on <laughs> no, it's cool. Like at that time, like on average, like you know, 20, three, like 20 no, years ago. Like just trying to, yeah, so yeah, what right. was the bag? <laughs> what was the bag 20 years ago? What was the bag? No, like on the average, maybe like 300 $400 a night, right, for, mm-hmm. for my first gig. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then on the holiday weekends, you know, easily 1000 1500 So, you know, you're stoked as 21 year old. That's your first gig, yeah. and then you're hearing, yo, you know, the average. You know, I got buddies that are doing a hundred bucks down the street. So it's mm-hmm. like, yo, this is actually pretty good money, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Was was everyone supportive, or was like DJs hating, or was it, was it? No, I think they were they were pretty supportive. I know there was a couple times where other people tried to emulate the idea, right, and like do a similar party on a Sunday and like go head up. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, like we, sure, go for it, you know. It was just so much a, a part of what you guys were and who you were that it, it wasn't like there was a formula. You just, you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, um, it was, I felt like it was as much as the promoters as it was the DJs, right? You mm-hmm. got DV and he, you got his personality and how he plays. Then you had me and my, personal, my personality and how I play. You know what I mean? And if you were to mess with that balance, I think it would have thrown the party off. It wouldn't have been the same, you know? This is all pre Serato, right? Like, this is all this is all vinyl. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so yep. that was like early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And then how long did the party pop? Oh, this is years. It kept going. And then when did Rolling Many Stone? Years. When did that Rolling Stone write up come in? I don't even know. I have well, it at home. I, I have no idea when it came out. I have the original issue. But like three years know. later, two years later, a couple years later, yeah. a couple years after that, maybe maybe a year or two. Year or two, and then, like I said, my timelines are just yeah, off, it's all dude. good. Like, I I totally I understand, that, man. And then so. So that so that party was popping. It got bigger and bigger. Bigger you, and bigger. And then you were getting more gigs in the city because of it. Not time? really. That was like my that was my spot. That's what I was doing. I still had a day job. And what was your day job? Yo, so it was crazy, man. I uh, I needed to get a job. Uh, I forget where I was working before, but anyway, I, I was working for a temp agency. That's what it was. Just doing like bouncing around, doing all this different stuff. And then I got this gig. It was at a pest control company, actually. And I went in. I'm like, yo, I'll, I'll do pest control. Like, you know, pretty decent pay or so whatever. So you're that dude like there. spraying the shit. Everywhere? No, I wasn't. I went in to apply for that, and they're like, hey, you got. I went to the art institute for video production and for graphic design and everything, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, what are you doing applying to be a like a pest <laughs> control dude? I'm like, I'm out of college. You know, everything yeah. is like, I, I need to get it going. They're like, you know what? We could really use a guy to do all of our marketing and all of our, you know, our catalogs and our online stuff. Like, okay, cool. I could do that. Take pictures of, of bird netting and put it online and update the website and do all that. So I did that for maybe like a year or whatever. But this party was going on and I'd show up every Monday. I'd come in there and I would, I would be falling asleep at my desk, literally falling asleep. And I'd have my back turned. So when they'd come in, I could sort of kind of doze off and have my, my hand on my head like this. <laughs> and I'd hear him like, hey, man, what's up with that book? I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm on it. Yeah, it's cool. But um, I, I ended up getting fired from that job because I entered the, um, the DMCs, the 2002 DMCs. Yeah. And I, I had won the regionals. So then they, they flew me out to do the nationals. And, um, and I didn't tell him. So I just like went out there and it was like during the week I had to fly out. So like I just didn't show up. And then I came back the next week and I got fired. Like, yeah, you can't really just take off like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not really a good look to just 
like bounce. You think if you asked them, they would have given you the days off? They wouldn't off? have given me the days off. I wouldn't have been able to enter. So oh. I knew it. I was like, I just got to go. Mm. And then if I come back and I still have a job, cool. If not, then like, well, it went down. They're like, nah, we, we, we got to let you go, man. Yeah. <laughs> was, this the, was this the um, competition that Jam Master J hosted? Jam Master J hosted it. Wow, uh, DJ cool. Premier was, was judging it. He was one of the uh-huh. judges. Yeah. Uh, that's how I met Sprite. That's how I met uh, Inferno. Oh, I met damn, a couple man. different guys. Yeah, uh, who else did I meet? Uh, Vajra or Chris Carnes mm-hmm, went yeah. by Vajra at the time. Actually, it was funny how I met Vajra was um, Inferno and I were were roommates during the competition. All the DJs we all got um, paired up for the hotel rooms, and we had turntables in there. And we're clicking away and we're doing our thing and practicing our routines. And you get this knock on the door. It's like, oh, who's this? It's like, hey guys, I heard you clicking away and you know practicing. I don't have any turntables. Do you mind if I come in and, um, you know, practice on your guys' shit? We're like, yeah, you know, nice to meet you. What's your name? It's like, oh, Chris. That's, so that's the first time I met uh, Vajra. But, yeah, me and Inferno were, were roommates in there at the 2002 <laughs> wow, <man>. DMC. So <laughs> Why, it was well, how cool. come he didn't get turntables in his room? I don't know. I think Inferno had brought his because I sure as hell didn't bring mine. And that, so I looked out by having Inferno as a roommate, and then he just didn't have turntables. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. So, so I was, like... Everyone was cool? Like Everyone was cool. We were all cool. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, Wait, man. No, we were just no getting rivalry. along. Wait, know. so what happened? What what ended up happening with that competition? Who won? Yeah. I don't know who won that year, to be honest. Can you Google it? I have no idea. <laughs> Do you know? Never? Nah, I don't no know. No idea. I thought you had one, actually. You didn't I, win? I did not win that, no. I think it might have been Inferno, I want to say. And if he didn't win, like he, he must have been top one or two. I know Vajra was in that top three. For sure, his set was was ridiculous. What was your set like? Uh, you know, hip hop and did you did you feel like damn, I was kind of lacking in this, or I should have done this more? Da 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 da. Um, maybe more uh, clean on my juggles. Like my juggles were a little lacking, and and I was nervous. You could see in the video, like when you go back and look, it's like my hands are shaking. Oh, I'm wow. I'm shook. I'm out in New York, like first time playing anywhere, and. It, I don't know. I was just shook. Was that your first time? That was your first time in New York and stuff? First time in New York. I wasn't shook when, when we did the competition in Seattle. Like, I was fighting tooth and claw. Like, I was about it. When we got out there, I'm like, holy shit. And these guys are booing at different dudes. And, you know, it was just different, you know? They weren't afraid to be like, fuck you. And, like, get the thumbs down. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> did that so happen got, to you? That didn't happen to me, but it, it happened to somebody. And it, it, I think that shook me. It was like, oh, Man, they're gonna they're gonna get me. I, I better not fuck up because they're not gonna be feeling it. Uh-huh. Who, who won it? Man. Do you know who won? It, said, it only says worldwide, and it was uh, DJ Kentaro. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. from well, Japan. That, that's not yeah. helping us. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it says. Welcome to uh, oh, my good. world with Jamie over here. <laughs> You're killing it, man. Just keep it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm out here. So then, after that, you came back. You lost your job. Came back. I lost my job. I only had my my Sunday night thing, and. Um, you know, it which isn't horrible. You can make no. it, you can live off of that oh, shit. Yeah, I was I was fine. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't mad. Did at Did you all. try to find another? Yeah, that, nine to five. Uh, no, that was the last time I worked a nine to five. That was two thousand two. Is that the only job you've ever had your whole life? Uh, no, I, my first job was at McDonald's. I needed to Roy? buy my own car. <laughs> hey, nobody yeah. gave me a car. I needed to get some money. I needed a car. So yeah, I worked at McDonald's before when I like my first job, and then what, what were you of, doing? Were you on the grill or something? I was doing what? everything, man. I was flipping it. Look, <laughs> look at these hands. Come on. Yeah, um, I did that, and then in high school, I was doing like a half day at high school, half day vocational thing for t- 
television production. So anyways, mm. long story short, I got this this gig at a TV studio, and I was doing audio at the TV studio, and that's where I got my first um, my first techniques. Nice. My mm-hmm. turntable. They weren't even using it. It was just in the booth. I'm like, hey, what's up with the turntable? So you didn't have to pay for it. You just took this. Well, I, pay, I paid them oh, 100 bucks for it. I gave them 100 bucks. Oh, so like, yeah. shit. So they're, like, get, they're like, get it out of here. No, it was just one. Oh. And then when oh. I graduated high school, I asked my mom. I was like, please, I need another one. I need, a, you know, I need another. Because I had belt drive turntables. Like, I just went out and saw. This is yeah. this is before Obviously, yo son and all that. But yeah, man, I'm kind of like scatterbrain. I'm, the nah, timeline is all over the fucking place. It's all over. It's all over. Okay, it's all good. <laughs> let me calm down. Nah, 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 nah. It's fine. So, belt drives was your first. You got your belt drives. I, I, I was living in Yakima, Washington, with my dad. He had moved over uh, while I was still in high school, and uh, saw the movie Juice. Like I think a lot of DJs saw Juice. Yeah. Everyone, like, everyone yeah. really was inspired by Juice. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no yeah. it just, it was like life changing, man. You just, it just looked tight to be in a competition and like fuck somebody up and with turntables, <laughs> yeah. you know, put the it gloves did. on. I just think it's yeah. weird that a lot of people saw that movie and not a lot of people were like, I want to be a DJ. How could yeah. you not want to yeah. be a DJ after seeing that movie? I think to have it head to head back, back to back like that, like I think some oh, psychos are like, I want to be Tupac, I want to be shooting, <laughs> I want to kill a motherfucker after the competition. <laughs> I want to be Bishop. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of motherfuckers that wanted to be Q Quincy. Even when yeah. I was growing up and I would see that movie, and I'd be like, all my boys would be like, man, you want trying to be you like a fake. You like a fake cue, like you whack. <laughs> the, the little leather. They like just make yeah, the little gloves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you'd be like, I would be DJing like the high school oh, joint boy. with the hood. Yeah. Does it look like him? Yeah, he'll be like, Yo, wa- take that hood off. You <laughs> fake ass. <laughs> he'll be Q. walking. Shit was tight though. With the hood though, that was tight. That was tight. But uh, I mean, so then, so I started asking around. Just started asking friends. Hey, where can I get turntables? Where can I get turntables? Where do you get those? Because in Yakima, that's that's in um, that's in Eastern Washington. So it's kind of like Yakima's, a small... Yakima sounds like it's in the middle well, of the woods. Yakima is like um, Apple Town. Like, that's where all the apples come from. Like, Washington apples <laughs> oh, come from yeah. Yakima. Like, mm-hmm. Treetop is there. Like, all these, you know, companies are out there. So um, I just started asking. And this girl, she had belt drive turntables. I think she tried, like, dabbling with it. And she just wanted to get rid of them. So I scored, like, some belt drive turntables for, like, 250 bucks with the little shitty mixer mm-hmm. and a copy of the Beat Street um, soundtrack. That was all included. I was like, oh, like combo man, right I'm there. off. I'm off and running. By the but way, only, by the way, that soundtrack was whack. <laughs> right? So, um, wait, did you have to negotiate all of that? No, nah, she, like, she was trying to get rid of it. She was trying to get rid of it. Oh, you know what? I fucked up. It wasn't the B Street. It was uh, Wild Style, the instrumental oh, joint. Right. It was the right. instrumental joint. That's I'm, much I'm better. Fucked up. Right, I'm cool. fucked up. Right. So it was yeah. It so was the Wild same, Style because yeah. I remember yeah. it had the it had the instrumentals, and then I needed another record because you can't just have one record. So there's no record stores there in Yakima. I went to um, I went to like a a Goodwill, and they, you mm. know when you're digging and you don't know where to go, so you're like finding all this trash, and I found. Uh, Beastie Boys, hold it now, hit it, and it had the it had the acapella on there. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. So then I could take that over, you know, the, the joints, the instrumentals, and I would just scratch that all day. That's hard. Just just the the and you acapella. Used, and then you, so were you using the technique, and then for the, scratching, and then the, like the belt drive for uh, it. Was, it was the belt drives at first, 
Oh, and okay, then when okay. I had that gig, then I'm like, I need to upgrade. Like, if I'm going to take it serious. Like, Were you able to, like, really hone in your scratching with the belt drives? Or you it took it to, it I, took it to another that, level with the techniques? I think that's probably early on why I have a, a heavy hand. And also, that's why I scratch backwards with this hand. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. I did notice that. I scratch backwards because when you have, for me, it, it seems more even, like, you know, if you were to point both of your toes to the left, it's just off. Like, if you point one toe to the right and one to the left, then it's even. Mm. So I, I would use I that. I would pull the never, belt drive. Remember I would tell you that? Yeah. He would mm -hmm. scratch. You know how, like, you when you start a scratch, when you put the first jig jigger yeah. in there, like, jig, you're usually pushing the record you forward. Push it, you right. push it. And I would watch him, and he'd be pulling it back. Pull it. Yeah. Mm. It was, like, really, but only on your right? Only on my right. So it just seems more normal. Instead of like this, it's like this. You know what I mean? It's I'm odd, pointing yeah. to the left and I'm pointing well, to the right. We're trying to say that everything's kind of moving either clockwise or counterclockwise, right? On both turntables, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. That's odd way. Yeah. But it's with, so the, odd, with the belt drives, though, it was easy. It was like you you would kind of pull it because you know how they are. You got to give them like a little you bit of give a, a, a that's push. Honest, yeah, you got to give them a push. That's honestly mm -hmm. why I have a heavy hand. I had belt drives. Belt drives. I didn't have techniques till I was like 26, like Damn, late, wow. late, late, late. So even that's now, crazy. like, did you guys have belt drives? No, no. Oh. I was gonna make belt. Had, <laughs> they don't even make that shit anymore. I had one belt drive and one technique. Okay, that's how I started off. Actually, I yeah. did. I had like a pair of Gemini's. I had okay. Newmarks. Yeah, I had linear. I my Newmark battle pack that my dad bought from Craigslist yeah. for two fifty. I had linear techs. Linear oh. tech. Wow, linear man. tech. And my Dude, belt was listen. my belt was so raggedy that I had to go to like plus four to be at zero. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. That's this crazy. Fucking crazy. It, yeah. it gives you that handicap, but then it also it makes you work, right? It makes you work a little bit harder to get this. I shit. think it kind of fucks up though, because it, it, it fucks <laughs> no, you up a little bit. No, it makes it. Well, for me, was my fader was so fucking heavy on that new mark, and it was like you had like to really push it, like to to scratch or do anything. And that's but an, I, yeah. But then I, I got the rain, and that shit was so smooth. I was like, oh shit, this is. I'm telling you, I had a bunch of shitty. That's why I'm so rough on shit because I had stiff ass faders, mm -hmm. and we would have to what spray like UB40 in them. Oh, I forgot about oh, that. Yeah. UB40. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. spray that, that shit, and you keep yeah moving them back and forth. Spraying it'd be like a fucking multi, like a weak thing that you're yeah. doing, and it would still have the static. In the yeah. <laughs> Damn, it was, was the worst. worst. <laughs> this year was the worst. Yo, these kids, these kids nowadays <laughs> <laughs> with these controllers, you motherfucker. You fucking kids nowadays, man. Y'all don't <laughs> know what I had to go through, man. <laughs> Shit. So you had to get so you get your first technique, right? Get the first one from the radio station. End up graduating and get a, a gift of a techniques turntable. It's the second one. So now I'm off to the races. Now I'm good to go. Now I'm, now I have like a legit. Did setup. you have an adjustment period with the technique though? Of course. I thought that that, that shit was just, it was too strong. It's like, oh, man. Like, it was, it were was you pushing, me. You, like, when you had the bell drive, yep. you were pushing records forward, right? Right, and I was I still, still doing it. I still do that. I still do that. Now. I do the, the middle part, the twist. Well, you must have been messed up for a while then if you had techniques and then you had the uh, I, was a, I got the used to it, though. Nah, I didn't have a problem. For no, some not at all? Nah, man. He, he said, he said, said he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I, I, okay, I'm going to be completely honest. I never know whether to call them techniques or techniques. It's techniques. Okay. We were just talking it's about techniques. this yesterday. It's te I swear to God, for the longest time, I said techniques. Techniques. Right, so, okay. So, <laughs> techniques. And then I try to always, like, and you're keep, not I'll be mindful around other you're DJs, not. like, techniques. Like, no, yeah, I, I still, in my heart, it's think it's techniques, though, isn't it? It's I techniques. techniques. Yeah. Don't Is sweat. it really? Yes. Yeah. Don't sweat okay. the techniques. Yeah, exactly. Don't sweat the techniques. So. Yeah, that's true, I guess. All right. Well, I, don't know about the don't, I don't know if don't sweat the technique 
has anything to do with technique. <laughs> I just I, that's what I heard <laughs> it from. No, no, it's not. When did that song come out? Never. That was Eric B and Rakim. Don't yeah. sweat the technique, but he wasn't like he don't wasn't sweat the turntable. Turntable. <laughs> I, I just I, I was that that was, was a stretch, actually, but I thought he was talking about the turntable the whole time. You ever seen that video? Because <laughs> Eric, and, I mean Eric B is the DJ, so. That's what I thought. No. I put it's not like together. the 80s. He had like fucking half naked girls in there. He's like, don't sweat my technique. <laughs> my, I was thinking My DJ. pimp technique, my dick <laughs> technique. When I heard technique. that, it had nothing time. to do with DJ skills. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, this DJ. <laughs> Everything to me was DJ when it came to him. It wasn't like, yo, Eric B, peep the technique. And then he started scratching. Wait, so, so never. You said definitively techniques. Techniques. This is from Pioneer. Pioneer's like, yes, it's techniques, techniques. not techniques. Yes. Okay. He said techniques in that card. I was like, I don't know. If no, it's because <laughs> I wondered if he caught that. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know who Virgil LeBlau is? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off okay. white? Yeah. Okay. I have the video, by the way. He says yeah. techniques. Yeah, but we got to explain it. Yeah, okay. Jesus Christ, Jamie. We've no. been doing this like eight months and you don't understand. <laughs> yeah. You got to be of a backstory. You can't just like. No, I'm just know? saying, I have it queued up. I know. <clears throat> I'm sure you do. Yeah, it's right there. Uh, no, no, Virgil LeBlau from Off White. You just became the creative director at Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton, yeah. And I don't know what they're releasing, like a record case for Louis Vuitton. Yeah, I think he's doing like a playlist or some shit. Well, I know. And he's just saying this, this fucking, uh, I don't know what this montage is, but him saying he's been DJing for 20 years and he had belt drives and then huh. he got Technics. Oh. And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> you've been DJing 20 years and you calling Technics Technics? I, I called him techniques for a while, man. Really? I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Did anybody crazy. bother to correct you? Like no. DJs? No. I would be like, yo, this I've is had this people say, Why do you say techniques? <laughs> I'd be like, I know, because they're techniques. <laughs> I mean techniques. It, it's spelled technique. It like, is. But it's you know it's what I mean? Techniques. Like techniques. Okay. Yeah. It's spelled techniques. It's techniques. Yeah. I don't know. We I mean we were just like we were kind of uh bugging out about that. Um that Virgil LeBlau, Louis Vuitton joint. Yeah. Just because I thought there was a lot of unnecessary references in what he was saying. <laughs> like, he just wanted to sound like he knew what he was talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he's talking about vinyl. He doesn't really use vinyl. He's yeah. on CDJs all the time. And mm. then he has a vinyl case and there's no, like... But he like, doesn't use vinyl. But you got the case. But he was just yeah. talking about belt okay. drives. And then it's like if someone, like, didn't really use vinyl, but they're like, yo, they know techniques is... Is like the inch, the perfect instrument for turntables, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Yo, man, like, I used to, you know, I used to practice all the time on my techniques, you know." And he's just kind of like looking at him, <laughs> like, his, "Word." His case was like Frank Ocean Blonde was in the, the vinyl version. Yeah, there was nice. no like, it was there was like no like OG all, vinyl. Nice. It, was like it was all brand new. It was all brand new vinyls from like, like Urban Outfitters and shit. from Fry's Electronics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They got like, the vinyl section over there. Yeah. They just like rushed over and they're like, hey, just pick up some vinyl. It's, it's, it's going to look good, fam. It's going to look good. I don't know. It's stupid. I just don't know. Have you ever heard him spin? I have not. No. I heard him and he's fucking horrible. Well, like, I, I, okay. I, I always give, I always give Virgil the benefit of the doubt just because I think he stands for something bigger. But I, I don't think he sounds like someone who's been DJing for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and if he did the beat DJ for 20 years, yeah, I don't know what. What he, he learned. has a problem with. Yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. He know. If he's sounding like that, that's, from DJing for that's quite years. a learning curve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> quite a learning curve. It's just like a motherfucker who can't read a book and then, like, yo, I've been reading for 20 years. Word. You, you've where, been reading for 20 years? And that's where you at? And you, that's where you at? You on page six. It's been two months. <laughs> yeah. But uh, back, to, back to Technics. 
<laughs> I'm, you know, I can never call them techniques ever again, though, right? Techniques. Yeah, yeah. techniques. techniques. Okay. Is you guys, put me in my place. Thank right. you. I don't know what's the equivalent of that because I would have never mispronounced. Like it was like for me because we always say this, right? Getting techniques was like getting a Ferrari. Yeah, I felt like it was like getting a Ferrari, uh, yeah? like legit. Yeah, I felt like. So if I came to you and I'm like, man, I just got that Ferrara. Ferrara, you're like what? <laughs> no, what? You can't even pronounce that shit. You don't deserve that shit. You don't deserve those. I got tables. the Porsche, the Louis yeah. Vuitton. <laughs> got the Louis Vuitton. You just mispronouncing shit, and you got it. Like I got the Gucci. <laughs> that was a big deal back then. I just remember that, man. That was huge. If you got the one that you got from your mom, was that a brand new turntable? For it was. It was brand new. Brand new. I still have the uh, receipt, and I have it framed next to my record collection. My buddy mm. came over the other day. He's like, "You still got that shit?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, I got it." How much? It was, was a ninety-six. It? it was like four hundred and ninety-five bucks. Fuck, that's God. cheap. Upstairs God. Records out of New York, and they had it shipped to to oh, Yakima. Shit. Yep. Wow. Oh, and I bought the two uh, rectangle records, the gray joints. You know what I'm talking about? The bat- no. ultimate battle breaks? No. Oh, you're not. You're so not funny. I was rectangle? in New York yep, this DJ weekend. Rectangle. I was in New York this weekend, and I was trying to think of the name of the Upstairs Records. Upstairs Records. Shit, man. Yep. I think yeah, they charge the you. Spot. How much was, uh, like, if you go to the store and just buy it instead of shipping? I mean, the not shipping me. on that must have yeah, been Yeah, it's like 25 man. pounds. I'm assuming it's yeah. fucking expensive as fuck. Isn't it more than 25 pounds? That's about 25. Is it? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Rectangle. Yeah, I heard it in a while. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant the vinyl was in a rectangle. No, no, shape. no, 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 no. <laughs> I know, DJ that's what I thought. <laughs> some of the most infamous battle break records, right? There, there was a yellow joint and a blue joint, but the first ones I'm I sorry, got yeah. was yeah, it was I the gray was a, one. I was like, I don't know how to say rectangle. Oh, he rectangle. said, <laughs> and it was the rectangle vinyl, and I'm like, right. rectangle, I got the rectangle vinyl, vinyl, the, the you, battle break. But you like, yeah, he put oh, like a rectangle shape. Oh, I did the whole. And I was looking at him like, yeah, I was, was like, that where the fuck does that go? <laughs> shit was hitting the arm and shit. I think I think <laughs> rectangles <laughs> on scam, right? Yeah, he, he is, is right. Yeah, he is or he's it's, been right. He is. Yeah. yeah. So so then once you got that, you were just you were like, yo, I want to be uh, Q from Juice. I just want to battle uh, motherfuckers. Right. Did you get the gloves too? Then I started getting some really <laughs> shitty gigs because out there there was no clubs or anything. It was like events. So in order to get booked for anything, you you would do like. Um, these events that had bands because I was in bands too. That was a, that was another thing I didn't even mention. It was like you know I play in all these bands, play like drums, play guitar, sing, you know, do all that. And and the original idea of getting the turntables in the first place was to add scratching, like Sublime or whatever, to the band. Right. Right. So yeah, once everything was in place, then you got these different events with bands or whatever. Now, oh, okay, I'll be the house DJ for this you know rock concert band thing out there. And that was the, really the only way to to do gigs there before I went to Seattle. How was your uh, like your your music upbringing? Was it very eclectic? Yeah, it was pretty much. It was all over the place. It really was. My dad, I think I remember as a kid, uh, him listening to a lot of like '80s pop, like a lot of you know big '80s records, Fine Young Cannibals, and you know just stuff like that, like popular records, like, right, right. Um, Hollow Notes, stuff like that. Yeah. And then it was like a little smidgen of hip hop here and there as you were getting older. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, no. That was all on me. That was me, you know, finding Beastie Boys and finding. Um, was that through know. radio or was it just you digging? I think searching? I think through radio for sure. Like I remember, um, Mama said, "Knock you out." Just mm. being like a, a rock guy, really enjoying you know rock music, but have you know. Listening to that and being like, yo, this has a certain amount of aggression to it, right? right. 
It's like, so I just naturally gravitated towards records like that. And then other friends are like, oh, you should check this out. You know, too short. Life is too short. Okay, I'll pick up the cassette. And then my parents found that, and then I was in a lot of trouble. So then I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Like, So you, know, um, you started getting into hip-hop like in early 90s, right? Yeah, I would say that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say early 90s, yeah. But Life is Too Short, one of the first cassettes, and I had to return that for sort of Mix-A-Lot. And I was all worried because I'd already got in trouble for curse words. But yeah. then, so Mix-A-Lot was on a, a record label called Nasty Mix. So I'm like having to double check, like, yo, has this got a bunch of cursing? It says Nasty Mix on it. Like, am I going to get in trouble <laughs> for this one, too? But, uh, yeah. Damn, your parents were, like, policing that shit like that? Of course. That's Yours weren't? You guys' parents weren't? Nah, mine was. You know, um, not really, nah. My when my dad found the Gravedigger CD, like, oh, dude, you don't think that that snapped in like two seconds? <laughs> the skit where he's like smoking crack, my dad heard that, he's like, oh, no, nope. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, dead dude, serious. My, my mom did well, the same for my Limp Biscuit CD. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's funny because like my parents used to listen to like old comedy albums like Red Fox and Dolomite and shit like that, so I guess... Oh, started yeah. bringing hip hop with yeah. curses in it. It was just like, it was like whatever. Yeah. 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 We've heard worse. Yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> so then you were doing the, the rap battles. Or oh, no, no, you were in the bands. You were doing yeah, that. Yeah, doing the bands and, and then trying to DJ, be the opening DJ. And then stop doing bands. I mean, were you feeling it? Or you're like, this is. No, this it was not cool. I, yeah. No, it was great. Yeah, it was cool. It's just. And when you were, you're in, and when you were you, playing drums and shit. Yeah, I played drums in a number of bands, guitar and, and a, a few different Man. bands. But the thing about a band is it's only as good as the weakest link, right? Like, right. you can't practice if, you know, somebody doesn't show up. So that just kept happening over and over. And then I, I was like, yeah, look, I could just be a DJ, which is a one man band. If I don't show up, it's on me. Or, you know, what, what right. I put in is what I get out. So. That's when I, I like. kind of like made the transition. I jumped and said, I'm just going to play records and, and I'll show up at these rock shows and, you know, be a DJ playing Sublime or playing right, you right. Know, uh, Led Zeppelin or whatever. Like, so were you doing that pretty yeah. much? Yeah. Yeah. And then I started working out. And yeah. Then, that, and that was cool. So then that was did you move yourself to yeah. Seattle? When I, so I got a scholarship after I won a competition for video. Remember I told you I went to yeah. school for video. So I got the scholarship and I went to the Art Institute of Seattle for video and so that i moved when i was 18 back to seattle and then the whole time through college was just djing and doing like college parties and stuff and like you know house parties or whatever mm-hmm. so, so yeah i know so then <laughs> it's like oh damn now look now you're dj like, could have been a director could have been all types of stuff but, but don't you think all that that whole background with with multimedia and marketing it just all helped a hundred percent propel Absolutely. Everything you're doing, right? No question about it. Yeah. There's no question, especially knowing, you know, the basics of uh, some of the graphic design stuff so that I could do my own mixed CD covers, you know what I mean? Or yeah. I could do, like, different things I needed to get done. It's like you're not relying on somebody. I could just, like, bang it out and then keep it moving. I remember when I, like, when when we first met or when I was, like, who you know, who's seen? And I started researching, and obviously I think MySpace was popping, right? MySpace, yeah. Yeah, like, you just had a ton of content in there, and it was, like, a lot of... Like flyers, and there was like a lot of the the twenty eighty mixes. It was right. like a yeah. ton of them, and I was like, "Damn!" I remember like I think you gave me like six mixes. Yeah, like six mix CDs. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, "Shit!" This dude guy has has a lot of shit. Like, and I was like, "Damn!" There's like a bit of a history. Like this dude built some shit in Seattle. You yeah. know what I mean? And it was my it was my first time like going to another city. Like when I moved to Vegas and meeting someone from Seattle who like did it like that, and I was like, "Damn!" I was like really impressed. Like. Oh, thanks. There was a lot. You like you created a lot of content and like yeah, it's market just, yourself. I mean, you know how it goes. It's like the more you put out there, it's yeah, like, yeah, and being consistent, 
So I was, uh, as far as the mixtape stuff or the mix CDs, it was it was always a new mix CD, always. Mm. Like I would say, sometimes two or three a month. Like always putting Damn. them out, because again, there's there wasn't SoundCloud, there was MySpace, but there just wasn't those platforms to like have it streaming. So you know, you press up the mix CDs and and just sit outside of different shows. Like yeah. go to a show and like go down the line while people are waiting like selling a mix CD like yeah. trying to hustle like walking down the line like who is this fucking guy but I'm gonna be at every single show doing that same thing or I'll be out in the parking lot while everybody's inside the venue and I'll put the mix CD covers which double as flyers with the nightclub put those on every car you know what I mean just doing whatever you can to like get it out there and again before that you could really do it on the internet like how else are you gonna get your name out there like that so, so like the early two thousands, right before you started, uh, right before the Vegas shit, what yep. were you what were, what were you getting into? What was that? It was the so. Uh, um, actually, I had a question for Scene. Yeah, I talked about this before. Um, so you opened for Fifty Cent, or was you Fifty Cent DJ back in two thousand two? Right, right, right. So that that came about. That was a, a huge turning point, actually, um, in the timeline because. We were doing Yo Son. Everything was, was going real well, right? That mm -hmm. was blowing up. Mm -hmm. And then they said, hey, 50 Cent's coming to town. Um, we're going to need a DJ. And the guy that was helping to do that show was actually one of the dudes that worked over at Yo Son. So like one of the managers or promoters or whatever, Steven Severn. So he had actually put my name in the hat to do that. And they're like, hey, this guy, you know, he's part of this Yo Son on Sundays. It's a really popular night. It'd be cool to put him on. And so, you know, got put on the show. It was still all vinyl and everything. And it's kind of funny because, um, you know, the show went really well, but you start running out of, of tracks when the, uh, an artist is running late. Mm -hmm. So I was almost like going to start repeating stuff. And Mad Skills was the opening act on the show. And so uh, Skills was like, hey, I, I need an instrumental. I go, well, what about uh, Made You Look, Nas? He's like, perfect. I, I was like, I got it right here. Everything's cool. Well, I started running out of running out of songs, right? And everything is, it, it, I'm like, where is 50 Cent? Like, he's not coming out yet. Skills is about to go on. And I didn't really want to double up on records, so I, I just took it out. I was like, yo, made you look. I'm, I'm going to play it. So I just played it. You know, Skills, out of the corner of my eye, I see him come out on the stage with the arms crossed, just looking at me like, really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I had burned him, like, which I did. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and But I'm in a, uh, it's like a rock and a hard place. Like, where the fuck am I supposed to go from here? Like, I only have so many records. I'm, like, blowing through records. The guy's late. It's not Serato days where you can keep it rolling for six hours. So, yeah, he was he was pretty pissed at me. Damn. He was not did, happy. Did you, what, did you replace the record with something else? No, nah, we just did it with, with uh, Made You Look. Again? Event, yeah, just again. Oh. Like, yo, you know, this joint's hot, so let's do it again. Damn. So, yeah, I know. I kind of felt bad about but that. But did the crowd care? No. But they didn't give a shit. But yeah. I, I, I could have been repeating records, and they probably wouldn't have cared either. But right. I always did feel bad about that. And then at the end, I, I was like, you know, hey, uh, you mind if I get a picture? And he, you know, I, I need to find out. I don't have the picture. But he came up. He's like, yeah, let's do a picture. And it was like him, like, fucking flipping the camera off. I'm like, ah, man. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, y'all never really squashed it, right? No, it was cool. It, it was, was fine. Cool. Yeah, it was right. I think it was fine. I don't know if you'll ever remember that, but uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. So then you and then uh, so you did the show for Fifty Cent. Did did the show opened up? Everything went good. Um, years later, I, I remember hearing, "Yo, how did this guy like get that gig?" You know, he's because normally it's the dudes from the radio station, right? Mm -hmm. The radio station's behind it, so it's the radio station DJs. Like, how, who the fuck is this guy? He's from the club. He's not on the radio. But what that eventually parlayed into was after that show, 
then the radio station did reach out. They're like, hey, would you like to come in and, and do a... Were uh, they broadcasting you live? No, they weren't oh. broadcasting live, but they were covering it. It was like their show where they do the tent, mm-hmm. you know, Cube 93 tent outside, and they're giving away tickets on the air. And it's, you know, it's branded as their show, even though it's the promoter's show or whatever. Right. And, uh, you know, shortly after that, um, Super Sam, a guy up there, one of the DJs, I think he was the pro- not the program director. His but name was, was Super show. Sam? Super Sam. Yeah, oh. he still DJs up there. Oh. He's, uh, he There's was like a the so mix show. Super Sam. That's a chick. What's yeah. that? Oh, really? So Super yeah. Sam. Yeah. Oh. So she's Super like, Sam. Yeah. Oh. She's on that 143 oh, party. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. That's nice. beef, good, yo. Good. <laughs> so Super Sam. How <laughs> dare? How dare she take <laughs> the nerve? The nerve. The audacity. Yes, and they they uh, they said, come on in. Let's do a little uh, tryout or whatever. Did the live tryout. And I sat down with the program director. And then I, I remember him asking me really fucked up questions, like shit that I wouldn't know. Like, how fast does a cheetah run? I'm like, who the fuck knows that? <laughs> right? And you're like... What? He wasn't but asking I, that yo, shit. Yo, he's fucking with me. In my, he would yeah, ask No, he was asking like really like obscure questions. And and later I realized it wasn't about um, if you know the answer. It was how you respond to it, right? Because oh, like he's testing like radio. if you're on the air. If oh. I'm on the air and he's, you know what I mean, he's you know, hosting the show or whatever. And I'm DJ and he asked me a question. I better be able to say something. Like don't just, yeah. you know, sit there like a like deer in headlights. Yeah. yeah, don't freeze up. So like, I, don't, I forget what I said, but it was funny. He's like, yeah. You know, on the air, you wouldn't be able to say fuck, though, right? I'm like, yeah, it's cool. How yeah. fast is a cheater? Like, fucking fast? Yeah, I, was like, like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, how, how the fuck would I know that? He's like, yeah, but you know, on the air, like, we're not on the air. <laughs> yeah, so That's funny. So you got the, get so the you're get, on the radio? Oh, get the radio gig. Everything's cool. You know, hit every mailbox while I was there doing the little, the tryout or whatever. Yeah. Mix CDs in everybody's mailbox. Mm-hmm. Right. Hit, hit everybody up. Did all that. Scene was running. Got you should have ran for mayor, man. Yeah. Fuck. You would have <laughs> <laughs> been kissing babies in every neighborhood. Oh, man. Shit. Give them CDs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Give them CDs. Little branded pacifiers, diapers, <laughs> all nine. Just a bottle. So wait, did, <laughs> hey. you, did you enjoy radio? Uh. Yes and no. It's it, it was a learning experience because anyone that's done radio, I don't know if you, I mean, you've done radio, dude. So. Yeah. You know, th- there's politics involved and there's um, there's playlists involved. So everybody thinks once you get on radio, you're going to be able to, like, play the record, which I would love to do. Like, I would have loved to play all types of stuff. But, you know, it's, it's very... Um, political and there's a lot of uh playlists and 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 politics involved so i i loved it because i could bring you know my talent to the table but i i was um confined to the playlist mm-hmm. which is fine it's understandable but I even, for your, in. even for your mix show you had you had a playlist yeah even for the mix show you can't a like playlist. put a song that you want to play no wow no yeah. so what i would do was i figured out early on it was cool to play an instrumental of a song that I liked yeah. and then put an acapella of like Jaquan Tipsy, which was on the oh, playlist. Okay. So that's how I would kind of get around it. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I would make myself stand out or sound different. Yeah. And then, and then I felt like I wasn't like having my soul sucked out. You know what I mean? Right, like right. I could yeah. still play like Wu Tang, but the instrumental of Wu Tang, but then, you know, fit within the parameters Were of the you playlist. One of the first dudes to be doing blends like that. No, no. not up there. No, there no. was like top spin was a big, uh, blend guy, uh, DV1, obviously, B Mellow, mm-hmm. another one of my partners up there. Like, those guys were all doing blends and everything. I was just kind of following in the footsteps of, you know, what they were doing with the blends, at least on the air, you know, for sure. And then 
What, what, what was this like? So how was this all around the time when you came to Vegas or a little yep. bit so, before? So I'm on the air and I mean, you know Josh Donaldson. How about yeah, Josh, Donaldson. D. Yeah. Josh D. Yeah. So Josh D is from Seattle. And that was my first manager for for 10 years. And he started making the trips down here and then he eventually moved. Well, when he came down, he was involved in the, the spa ice. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. it was before ice. I just know ice was like the I free ice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was down there. And I used to, just like at the radio station or at the shows, I would give Josh the CDs over and over and over. Here's the CDs. Here's the CD. Here's the CD. He's like, how many CDs do you got? I was like, I'm going to have 10 more next week. Like, here we go. So I kept hitting him with it. And when he moved down, then I started mailing him to him. Like, here's the CDs. That's <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck is this? So, I mean, from, from what he tells me, like, he was just bumping the CDs all the time. He's like, I just had new music all the time from you. So I just listened to your CDs all the time. Mm-hmm. So when the opportunity came up, to kind of plug me into ice for uh, one of the one of the New Year's Eve gigs that they did, uh, and that's actually how I met uh, Mark Styles for the first time. Was he was over there at ice? Mm-hmm. He, he plugged me in, and it was all good. And it was an absolute disaster because I was still on vinyl. And I'm flying down, and I lost, or the airline lost one of my crates. Oh, that's so, and this is New Year's Eve, and I don't know if you guys did this back in the day, but I would I would just do the two crates. One would be like the radio stuff, all of like. You know the familiar like regular you know straightforward hits or whatever mm-hmm. then the other one was like you know like the cool bugged out like specialty stuff or like mm-hmm. you know the stuff with flavor or whatever but that's not like your your meat and potatoes right i lost the one with all the hits so i'm oh, just like oh uh, i can't even do it mark right. came to the rescue mark was like yo you can use all my records and Damn. that's been like one of my best friends ever since because of that i mean well not because that because he's a cool dude but yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he fucking saved my ass. Wow, yeah, <laughs> Yo, that could have been real bad. There's um, a lot. of I, I remember my com- like when I was coming up, though. There was a lot of DJs that would look out for each other, though. Like yeah. I would have fucked up needles. They would give me their needles. Right. And then you know, it's just like, shout out to Mark. I just saw him mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big shout out to Josh D and Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Josh D. Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, that, that's how that was the connection. Ice. And then when he moved over to Light Group, that's when I started, you know, DJing with you guys. Like yeah. he, he mm-hmm. plugged me in. So. Yeah. That's how it all came about. So Josh funny. D. I remember I got into like, I didn't really know Josh <laughs> that well. And I remember flipping the fuck out at Josh D. Because, uh, fuck. I was DJing at Jet. And oh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah, remember this? I know exactly the, what um, you're doing. Wait, wait, wait. I know where he's going. <laughs> I, I know where he's going. I was DJing at Jet, right? And I think. <laughs> he was fuck, heated. What was her name? I'm a. Uh, what was those two actresses' Cam- names? It was Cameron Diaz and Cameron Diaz Drew, Drew Barrymore. And Drew Barrymore <laughs> were like, I was DJing at Jet, and they were in the DJ booth, like, wilding the fuck out, dancing. And then I was like, yo, this is crazy. And it was before, like, you know, like, capturing it on phones. And, uh, and they were just wilding out. They were drinking, taking shots. It was, like, crazy. It was a crazy night. I was like, I was like Cameron Diaz, yo, this is crazy. And I was like, and I think... I don't even recognize Cameron Diaz. I didn't know Drew Barrymore was there. Mm-hmm. It was both of them, yeah. And then somehow someone told me later, and then fuck, I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but they hit up uh, the club and were like, "Who was that DJ? We want him to do our Halloween party or some shit." No, it was it was Drew Barrymore's birthday. Yeah, it was it's her, her birthday. birthday in the Hollywood Hills. And it was like one. It was the time when you wanted, like, yo, MySpace. You wanted like that clout to be like, yo, I just did Drew Barrymore's birthday. You know yeah, what I mean? You yeah. wanted to add that to the resume, right? So she called up, and I think Josh D was like, yo, it was seen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. And he ended up, and Cena ended up getting the gig. And I remember, I think I called up Josh D, like, <laughs> you shady motherfucker. Like, you, yeah. I was DJing that night and blah, 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 blah. And I, I think I even complained to Andy Massey, like, yeah. a week later. Uh-huh. Well, then Josh, Josh tried to make it good by saying, hey, you guys can both do it. You know, he's, he's like, nah, he was looking out that. for me, but he was like, yo, how about you guys both do it or whatever? But by yeah. then, he had already, like, slipped him the 2080 CD. Like, he gave Drew, like, here you go. Here's the 2080s. That was but the he, guy DJ. When I talked to him, he was like, yeah, I just, they asked me who it was, and I just got mixed up on a schedule. And I was like, you lying motherfucker. I, I was like, you lying motherfucker. You hooking up your boy from Seattle, and we over here, we the grunts. And y'all are not looking out for us. And I was like, nah, I'll give it to him. He's like, nah, y'all can post it. I'm like, nah, I don't want to share that shit with this motherfucker. <laughs> and, then, and then I remember, like, I was talking to Andy Massey. And he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, remember that gig for Drew Barrymore? I'm like, yeah, man, don't remind me. He's like, yeah, you, you didn't want that shit. And I was like, what do you mean I didn't want that shit? He's like, you didn't hear about, like, seeing had to wear, like, a clown costume or some no. shit? You had to wear a costume, though. I like, didn't wear a costume. I just, I had a button-up shirt on. You know, it was, like, kind of more of a, I, I don't thought know. they made you wear, no. like, a 70s tuxedo. No. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> Yo. Yo, but that party was cracking, though. It was? It was. You it was motherfucker. Popping. I know. <laughs> I never told you that, huh? Until right now. No, no, no. <laughs> that, part, that party was jumping. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's Ooh. crazy. Yeah. I remember his, like yo. Remember I used I used to be I was, he was so mad. mad I was so mad. You stop talking about that. shit. I mean, rightfully so though. You know, we'd be like it was like two weeks later. Shit, we'd be like eating, and I just mentioned that shit. Can't believe, believe that, that shit. shit. Man. Can't believe see. <laughs> you believe this? Well, hey, I don't even think it was. was I wasn't even it mad was at him. Me. I, I didn't do anything him. wrong. I was just like that Josty motherfucker. I don't. I don't trust that motherfucker. Now like we're all cool and we are straight, but yeah, that was definitely. I remember when that happened, and yeah, you were you were pretty upset. Yeah. But it was cracking though. <laughs> it was cracking. <laughs> who was who else was there? So it was like Eva Longoria. Oh, you know, man, Drew Barrymore Ooh, kept coming up. Like, can you hold my lipstick? I'm like, is she hitting on me? Like, it was it was legit. <laughs> it was like, lying, look at your face. No, look at your face. No, hey, he's tight. He's Whatever. Salty. Yo, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Can you hold my lipstick? Could have uh, changed. Could have changed my life. Could have changed my life. I would never be here sitting with y'all, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. this podcast shit, man. U.S. Weekly. Cricket and <laughs> I would have been, been taking helicopters or something. I would have been doing some next level shit. Been oh, movie, you, you know what's funny, though? Right now. Is she absolutely despises Holland Oats. I will say that. Like, she, she was like, well, one thing. Don't fucking play any Holland Oats. I'm like, really? I go, that's about wow. as 80s as it gets. She goes, there's nothing sexy about Holland Oats. Wow. Ooh, just like that and like walked away I was like oh shit damn I man. guess there's no man eater tonight damn yeah Hollows is a shit <laughs> there's a shit I know we yeah. just saw him at uh, the arena not too long ago I love Hollows. oh they yeah. killed it I would have played some Hollows. I'd be like fuck you Drew oh, she would have came running up on your ass so quick <laughs> give me my lipstick what did man? I just yeah give me my lipstick it's so fucked up I'm picturing like an outdoor thing right it was it's like in her backyard there's a pool you know they had it all 80s themed or whatever yeah that's why any massey up. was playing that shit down he's like you know what i mean that shit was whack it was, it was miserable i was like word i was like all right he had to dress up oh man, fuck that <laughs> fuck that <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking man. scene wow. like what is that 10 years later it's like yo that's that was, that was, that was, the, that was the best fight i ever life, did man. in my life <laughs> <laughs> thanks crooked <laughs> I was taking shots with Hugh Hefner. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> he invited me to the Playboy Mansion. It was crazy. Yeah. 
No, for real, it was popping up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe this motherfucker, man. It was. It was. I'm not lying. It was. Drew Barrymore's name Definitely popped up was. on his on his MySpace. Shit, man. It's I crazy wish. that ice yeah, never it never became anything else. It's still sitting there. Ice is just sitting is, there, yeah. You know, oh, it is so weird. Yeah, the they building is right in, there. They closed in what 2007. Yeah, a long it's time still ago. There. I pass it like almost every day. Yeah. Fuck you ice. would think they would have bulldozed fuck that ice, down. Fuck Josh yeah. D. Fuck all these motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> nah, jo- yo, shout out to Josh D. We shout squashed that shit down. Yeah. He's the homie. I'm just fucking around, but Yeah, yeah. Back then, I was like, fuck Josh D. <laughs> yo, for real. <laughs> I was like, yo, shady motherfucker. Now, yo, I'm not. I, now, it's the shit's in my head now. I won't man. be able to sleep, man. That's crazy. could have changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been a different person, man. <laughs> now you're here with us. I don't know. For some reason in my head, I was like, and back then, I was like, damn, like, I could have pulled Charlie's down. Angels, Lucy Lou. I, I, like, I, I could have I could have snagged Lucy Lou. Yeah. Man. I could have done something. For sure. I could have done something. <laughs> was, like, was Lucy Lou there? Uh, I didn't see her. She probably was. Who I don't else know. was there? I could have done I some AM shit. I don't, shit, I don't you know? even know. Man. That would have snagged up cricket here. But you know how like oh. AM was. You know how like AM was dating like those uh, those celebrity chicks. Yeah. I was like, damn, man, I just need them. You know, like, That's the cloud. Could have like you know. Yeah. Um, what's that chick? The ugly Betty chick. I was like, I could definitely bag America uh, for yeah. America forever. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, guess I, th- I thought I had a chance and I'm just got album at one point. Nice. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah, he was doing a private event. Yeah, she, she was kept feeling up him. to me. She's like, yo, I love this. I love this. I'm like, thanks, thanks. It's like, you yeah. gotta check me at the club later tonight. And she came through. See, oh, she did. Yeah. But she came with like some other people and shit. But she came through. She was still there. <laughs> she, said, she came to the booth. This was even after she got married, right? Before was it? Yeah. Uh, Damn, she yeah. wanted her. Fucking did, scene, man. Scene. Fucking how did uh, how did MySpace come? Or um, who was on who was on your top eight too? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I had a lot of local homies. Definitely, local definitely Josh D. Josh D. He was number one. Number one. Drew Barrymore, number two. Cam and Diaz, three. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah, remember that? That was that, it. Was all about being in that top eight. Top that was eight. everything. That was everything. And when you got knocked out, it was like, oh, like, like, like we're not friends <laughs> anymore. Like, what's up? Then they made it to sixteen, and it was like, okay. oh yeah. Then you could breathe a little bit. I think at the end it was yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah, 32. Then it was just like some scrubs at the last 10. I so. just I remember thinking when Facebook started gaining popularity, like, how are they going to take over MySpace? MySpace is crushing it, right? And I was like, ah, I'm not going to get on this Facebook thing that's coming up. Were you guys ever on uh, Friendster before MySpace? Nah. No. Oh, there was a joint called I was, Friendster. I, was I remember Friendster. That was before that, Facebook, too. I was yeah. on Black Planet. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I, I remember shit. that one. I, was not I remember that. Wait, wait. What was the was other too one? Young for that. The uh, Latin. I don't remember any. They had Latin. Was it Latin lingo? It was I don't a, remember. That, that sounds one. right. Hispanic Avenue. Was it? I think <laughs> that sounds like a Black <laughs> Planet. Black Planet. That was the first one, huh? Yeah. And that was were, the first one. Oh no, there was Asian Avenue. Joint. Asian Avenue. Asian Avenue. Oh no, I gotta find out the Latin one. There was a Latin one. I don't know. I remember Black Planet was popping. I was in I was in like my last year of high school going into college. Dude, I think I was on Black Planet. That was like the Tinder <laughs> at the time? That was your Tinder? Yeah. Nice. Because you could like rate, you could do everything on Hey, on Black real Planet. talk, I, f- I found, I met my wife through MySpace. I had really? met Are her. Are you serious? I, I, we were talking on MySpace and then I met her in San no Diego. Way. She's from San Diego. Yeah. Damn. So she's like, yo, I'm going to come out, you know, I'll come to the club, whatever. Sidebar, that's the first place I oh, met her. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we started chatting on MySpace, yeah. Oh, that was, shit. Sidebar was, yeah. that was, uh, yeah, that was Stingery and Sidebar. Was the Stingery same and Sidebar, yeah. yep. Shout out to Damn. Damien. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. 
Yo, so were you just like on people's top eights and you like landed on her or? Uh, just creeping, you know. <laughs> just creeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what MySpace was. Yeah. yeah. My I, I used to have this guy. He wanted to be an intern. I said, okay. Um, th- here's what I'm gonna have you do. I had CD pressing machines at my place, right? I was doing all my own CD presses, and I had the the little silk screen and everything for the CDs. And I said, while you're waiting for that, uh, go on MySpace and wish people happy birthdays, because it would show who had the birthdays. So he would go on everybody's page and comment happy birthday or leave a banner or whatever. And that's all he would do, like all day, just press CDs and say happy birthday to people. All and people are like, stuff. oh my God, thank you, happy birthday, thank you. Like, who are you? <laughs> just some <laughs> random guy. Like, okay. But then, uh, you know, that would get like eyeballs on the profile. And, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, so, damn, Mark's and back, genius. Well, then, because, you know, back then they had the player and everything. They probably still do now. I haven't been on there in years, but. It was why did why did we stop using MySpace? Facebook, Facebook, Facebook came yeah. crushed them. I don't remember when Facebook. It was not only popping. lasted for like eight, a year. It's like oh eight, and then Instagram, and then no, no Twitter, Twitter, oh nine, yeah, and then Instagram in two thousand twelve. I used to think Facebook was so whack because there was so much text. Like on on yeah. on MySpace, it wasn't like that. Like your profile would look all yeah. cool, and you'd have like flyers and like video and shit. And then the, the Facebook one is like, Dude, what is this? This is all text. I don't remember marketing on Facebook at all. No, it's like a weird time. Yeah, I remember MySpace like a motherfucker. Yeah, I just remember getting on trouble on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's weird. I remember uh, thinking like, in trouble for what? Just talking, talking shit. shit. Because remember, shit. Twitter was yeah. very like small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was very like, like a tight kind of. Yeah, it was like you could who's, say anything. Who was the DJ that was like talking shit about other DJs? The shit, shit DJ. Shit DJ. Yeah. Oh shit, DJ. Yeah, dude, they need oh, a new one. Oh my god, that shit yeah. DJ needs to come back. That would be amazing. People used to be out. Well, I used to be scared. I was like, damn, I hope this motherfucker don't talk about me. <laughs> Yo, I heard, I, heard, I heard so many stories about who it really was, and then, then we found out who it was. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to go we, there, though. Can no. we say? No. no we, you can you say, say it. You can bleep it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, really, I'm not asking. So, so I heard it got traded around. It and did it, get and at first, around. right, it was uh-huh. Then it yeah. got traded over talking some shit on there. It's all the Oh, oh. You know the last person? You're going to have to bleep. I don't know. Does it matter? Yeah, it probably matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably bleep yeah, yeah. that one out. There was some shit. shit. There was some real hurtful things that were said. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty foul, yo. It was yeah. pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But what was awesome, though, is if you were like a legit DJ, I felt like, you know, anyone could get it, but you're like, oh, I might be in the clear. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's not really going to come after Crooked. They, he's not really going to come after But when they start following me. you, it's like, oh, you're shit. like, oh, fuck, they better not be <laughs> right. Like, oh, right, because he'd straight call you out real yeah, quick. Man. Like, yeah, fuck, man. That's funny. <laughs> that was a good run, though. That was hilarious. I remember I would go on Twitter just to read that shit. Yeah. And then we would text each other like, yo, you see what this motherfucker just said about this dude? <laughs> Damn. Sounds like a nightmare, bro. Yeah, you, got, you have to bleep out those names. No, no, yeah, man. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people going to be asking us, yo, who is it? Who is They don't who know who it? it was. Yeah, yeah but, you, but you, who you, you bleep out? <laughs> you didn't even know. D, you don't know about shit, DJ, right? No, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know who it you was. Don't know. You yeah. knew about it I, t- on Twitter, but you didn't know when it was. No, no, like, oh, I, I didn't know who it was. At one point, no, they're yeah. like, "Yo, I saw I, it, but we, it wasn't like I'm gonna follow it." He uh, goes, "Yo, I'm gonna pass the torch. You want it?" I'm like, "Fuck no, no, I'm good. <laughs> like, no, nope, I'm good. I don't want anything." Yeah, no, to do they with offered it. me to log in. I'm, yeah, to like, exactly. so like once in a while, say some shit or whatever. <laughs> that like would have been funny. I know, nah, I didn't do that shit. Nah, nah. That's Man. crazy. I would have said something about that Drew Barrymore gig, yo. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you guys ever on it? Like, they ever say shit about you? Uh, 
they had mentioned me once, but not negative. Like pro- giving props. Yeah, because they, they would give props, props too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like they would shit on like Vegas DJs, and they'd be like, "Here's the Vegas DJs you should get, you guys should check." And yeah, it'd it was, be like you know there was five, some positive never, things. Yeah, you know okay. me, Obi Wan, and like some of the OGs, Vice and shit. But yeah, never like you said when they start following you, That's you're like, like, oh, oh shit, <laughs> I'm about to get it. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Grim Reaper. <laughs> That's crazy. So wait, so then Josh D started bringing you out to Jet. Yep, start doing Jet and everything, and uh, I got fired from Jet. Did I ever tell you how I got fired? Can and it was funny. Yeah, of course. So you know, I heard rumors because I, I, for a while I was sober. I was like straight, not drinking. Remember yeah, yeah. when I first came in there with you guys? I, I remember. Drinking. Yeah, I was drinking. Anything. We was offering you a shot. Yo, come on, do a shot. You was like all, nah, the, all the time. Well, well, let me tell you, turn them down the f- all the time. Because I let me tell you the first time I met Scene. Uh, I think Josh D came up to me and he said, "Yo, uh, scene is like scene sober, so don't offer him any don't, any yeah. drinks or anything." So I think when we first met, we were like cool, and I was drinking. Yep. And then someone would come over with shots, and I'd be like, "Nah, he's good." Yeah. And you were looking out. You I was looking, looking out. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Because I I never wanted to be like that dude that like, "Yo, come on, man, do it." And I think the second or third time you came. And I don't know if you felt the pressure, like, damn, like, I yeah, should maybe a little, take a drink. I think so, yeah, a little and bit. And then I remember you taking the shot, and I was like, yo, 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 don't do that. And you were like, no, nah, it's cool, man, one's mm-hmm. cool. And I told him, I was like, no, 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 I was like, yo, don't do not do that. Yeah. And then you did it, and I was like, damn. Yeah, because like, when you got some time under your belt, um, it, it becomes like a prideful thing. You're like, oh, man, I've been sober for a year. This is easy. Yeah. Once you crack that door open, you're like, well, I had that one shot, but I'm not technically sober now. You know what I mean? Like, it, the streak has been broken. So, yeah, I think the, the floodgates just opened shortly after that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, no, it wasn't anything super bad. It was just, uh, you know, one night Josh and I were, were DJing. I was DJing, and then it was the end of the night, and, you know, Josh came up. He's like, let's do some shots. We're doing shots and kind of playing around. And I remember, like, he's punching me. And you know how he gets. Like, right, you right. just get, like, kind of, like, rowdy. So I punched him, and then uh, – I think James saw it, and he's like, oh, man, assaulting a light group employee, really? Okay, yep, yep, not going to be good, bro. Like, what? Like, we're, we're like, messing around. Damn. Yeah. And that, and that was it. That, that was, was it? a wrap. Then I was like, hey, what's up with the uh, dates coming up? You know, Josh, he's like, yo, they, they weren't feeling when you punched me. I'm like, well, I thought we were, like, wrestling around. He's like, yeah, we were, but, you know, it, it is but what it is. But couldn't Josh be like, yo, we was just playing – were you punching straight in the face or like in the no on the chest? Oh. I'm gonna be you real. Know. I'm gonna be real. We, we, me, never, Eddie, uh, seen a lot of the dudes. We were like rowdy, like you uh, just get in there and we're having fun. We would like. I mean, we were we were like drinking, like yeah. we were drinking pretty hard, yeah. and then we and we were like partying and shit, and it was like it was yeah. it was rough. But scene was yeah. when he started drinking, he was that dude that would like. <laughs> You'd be like having fun, and then he would slap the shit out of you. You'd be like, whoa, 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 you just slapped the shit out of me? He's like, yeah, man, come on. He's like, slap me. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. Nah. I'm, like, I'm like, yo, I'm straight. I don't want to slap you and shit. I think you slapped never out of nowhere. No, he, no, never. No, no, I never. He, nah, he would have laid me out. I thought it was you. He slapped you once and you walked out of the booth. No, you were heated. No, 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 no. He, nah, he never slapped me. So, yeah, on, I don't man. think I ever nah. slapped him. <laughs> I, nah, I thought he had slapped you. He did slap me. <laughs> nah, he never slapped me. He slapped no. me. I think he, you slapped me once. Well, no, no. Like one night you slapped me and I was like, At Jet? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we were wow. like spinning. He's like, pow. I was like, whoa. And I was like, shocked. I was like, 
Yo, you just slap me. You're like, yeah, come on, slap me. I'm like, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> and then I wow. think I was like talking to someone later that night, and he just came up and slapped me again. And I was like, yo, man, you got to chill with this. No, no. And he's like, yo, you got, I was like, you got to chill with the slapping shit. Yeah. And then like, I think it was like another time he came back, and I, he was in, we were like drinking, and he tried to slap me, and I held his arm. I said, I told you, you man, stop me, slapping yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it was a rowdy time. Like, we were, we were wilding out. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, whatever. It was Bo- boys being boys. <laughs> but, yeah, I was extra excited after. It, w- it was like being 21, and now you get a drink. But it I was always, like I was sober, and now I'm drinking again. But I, I, felt, back. I always felt, like, super, super bad. Like, I, I, cause Eddie, I always, Eddie McDonald told me the same thing. He goes, I think I might have been the guy that, like, like got you back into drinking that one time. I was like, no, nah, it's not. No, nah, it's all me. It's not you. It's fine. It's yeah, because I, I thought it was like, damn, man, like. Cause I, I I thought it was a big deal like when Josh came up to me he was like yo this dude's been like sober this long, yeah. and like we want to keep and I was like yo for for sure let's do it. So, so I've done that a few times where you know I'm drinking I'll stop I'll go I, I've went two years before, started drinking again and then I stopped and another one of the times I was with Josh we were out in Switzerland we did this gig right yeah and we're just you know balls to the wall doing it and I had to stop because. That night, I I was choking on my own vomit. Apparently, oh no! Yeah, I was in the hotel. This shit is real. Like, I was in the hotel room with Josh. He's checking some emails or whatever, and I start throwing up. And from what he says, like I wasn't turning over. You know, like a normal person. Like I was like choking. So, dude, really saved my life. Flips me over, pounds my back out. Woke up covered in in vomit and had to get on the plane the next morning. Was just like totally out of it. And and then I stopped. You know, that was another three years where I was like, fuck this, I'm done. Like, I'm done. So, so before you got to Vegas and you were sober, did something happen? Or was it just like you were just, just like... Just wilding out. Yeah. Just wilding out. Just doing dumb shit. And, and then was like, yo, I can do this sober. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. And then I did. It was, and actually, you know, going back and forth over the years like that, I've noticed, like, you're just way more on point. Like, when you DJ, for me, I'm way more on point when I'm sober. Like, I know exactly what's going on. I'm paying attention the whole time. Like, I'm reading the crowd yeah. out like I should. Mm-hmm. When I think you get a little cloudy when you drink, and then sometimes you're like, fuck these guys or whatever. But I will say this. You'll take more chances when you're drinking, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like, you're going to play some shit you would never even think to play, and you're like, fuck it. Like, it's all good. So that part I do like about it. It's just some other things. I was like, oh, I need to chill out. It, it's crazy. Uh, I, I stopped drinking as much this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I started like I know I was trying to take a shot with you like an hour ago and you wouldn't <laughs> yeah I don't <laughs> I can't like uh, and actually like I am more aware of the crowd mm-hmm. I also remember stuff that I wanted to do like mixes but the one thing is I, I tire out easy mm. so like I'll have a good hour and a half but if I'm drinking I could do I could do it for like four hours five right. hours yep. you know what I mean like and I don't get I don't get tired yeah. yeah, and I'm just really in tune with the crowd. Mm. Whereas when I'm sober, it's like totally, it's like borderline mathematics. But then when you're having fun and you're doing it, it's like really fun because you're like, yo, like you know, what I, you know what I substituted with that really worked for me was just energy drinks, right? Like I'd take these energy drinks and I'd be like all amped up and like going off. So that that good. worked for me. I heard the energy yeah. drinks are worse it? than oh, it's not worse. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> It's just as bad, but if He's I'm like, let me give me I another thought. drug to you know right. take over for this one, I, I need something. He's like, man, I stopped doing cocaine, but you know, like, it's a good one. It's, it's meth, meth, guys. <laughs> meth just evens you out. It's good. That's funny. No, no, I mean, I I think it's like you need. I, I'll have like one one drink or two. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 
But like, I can't do what I was doing before. Like, I would have like six, seven drinks. Never. I don't know. I still don't. Never has like a really high tolerance, man. You do. Yeah. You got a high tolerance, man. I do. Yeah. I don't know. We've after partied a couple times. Frank man. the you, tank. Yeah, you Frank the tank. Ne- never there. knows how to drink. Yeah. I remember back in those days, man, like he would not stop. You and Eddie would good. not stop drinking, yo. We'd keep going. Good. Till like 8 a.m. And I'd be like, nah, <laughs> like, the sun comes up. You're like, yo, let's keep going. Still drinking, yo. It's crazy. These motherfuckers. I don't even know. If, I don't even think like these DJs are going that hard. I don't think like so. That. I don't see it. Yeah, no. a little different, I think. The parties were better, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Yeah, <laughs> it sound, it sound like an old man saying it. Yeah, it used to be good. Those are the good the old days. Those are the days we just get fucking days. lit. These young kids don't know how to they party. Don't know. They don't even they don't drink know. anymore. <laughs> and Pussies. So when you... <laughs> <laughs> so, when, so when... uh, So after Jet... Uh, Wet Republic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. First first season of Wet Republic, uh, Dan I forget his last name. Dan we were doing that. I was doing that. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was our first season. Then that that went good. He brought me into um, Studio Fifty Four. Uh, Studio Fifty Four. That's right. Yep. Was this Studio, all? That, that was on Tuesdays. Was this before Dexter? Uh, see, this is where I'm getting it kind of hazy because it was all around that time. It seems like like I was on Dexter before I moved out here. Yeah. So, when did you move out here? I want to say before 2010. Mm, I've been out here for 11 years. <coughs> 2007. 2007. Yeah. Oh, wow. 2007. Yeah. So you're one of the early ones at Dexter. Yeah. When when I went over there, it was still it was Homicide. The only ones I knew of was Homicide, uh, Spider, Fashion, um, Steve Aoki. Yeah, I think that was it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And that all came about really. It was like it was so kind of random because it from what i remember it was kevin scott that had kind of plugged me in yeah right like kevin scott we had him out in seattle because like i said we were doing these different shows and bringing different djs in and with the scion stuff and then we were bringing other guys in for one of the other clubs was kevin and, scott working with scion too uh no uh, no he wasn't but i just met him through myspace mm-hmm. and you know obviously dms and everything and like huge right, fan right, right, of right, like right. dms use dms all the time so I just wanted to, you know, reach out to the guy from DMS. And then we, we kind of became friends through the MySpace or whatever. And then he was the one, from what he tells me, that, that plugged me in. AM was like, yo, I'm looking to bring some more guys on. He's like, hey, I was just up in Seattle. Like, this dude is like, he's kind of doing his thing. Like, you should really look into it. Mm-hmm. And that's how it came about. Like, Kevin kind of, like, bridged the gap. And so. then you got you got a lot more uh, you got a lot more no, notoriety when you did when you were doing Vegas it was a big deal a- absolutely yeah, yeah. there's no question and it was weird because it was almost like people didn't believe that I was coming down you know what I mean it's like hey so I'm flying down I'm gonna play the Bellagio tonight like, <laughs> right right I'm like no I'm, I'm dude I'm serious like tonight like if you guys want to come to Vegas <laughs> wow. so yeah it was it was almost like this little disbelief thing for a, a bit and then people. You know, friends started coming down and going there like, oh, shit, like you're you're like playing at light or you're at jet. Like you've got us into the club because like, that's a cool thing. If you can't get into a Vegas nightclub and somebody just walks you in, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. shit. So then, mm-hmm. yeah, I got a little bit of clout, you know, a little yeah, bit, yeah. just a little tiny taste. <laughs> just trying to get on Crooked's level. No way. Yeah. I wasn't doing Drew Barrymore's birthday party. Oh! oh. <laughs> <This> thing. <laughs> fucking knife is there. But uh, did you also link up with DMS and Kevin Scott because you had a lot of edits? Uh, I never did edits for DMS. You didn't? No, never. We never pressed anything oh, really? with them. Nope. 
Wow. So I was just a fan and just bought all the music and just was like, who's the guy behind it? I just want to, you know, talk to the dude. And he's hella cool. And I mean, you guys probably all know Kevin. He's just like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Like, it's mm -hmm. all good. Because so. you had a, a a lot of, like, blends and mixes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. the I had some stuff that was pressed up through, I want to say, DJ XL, who did some of the some other stuff with AV8. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it was a label or anything, but th they had pressed up some of the early MySpace mashups and everything. But, no, nah, I never did anything with DMS. Yeah. I probably should have, you know, thinking back. But yeah. yeah. And then never did. When did you start that podcast? Uh, 2009, I started podcasting. That was early. And, and the reason was because I was telling people to listen to me on the air. And I'd have these flyers like, hey, I'm, I'm on the 8 o'clock mixtape every night on Cube 93. You know, tune in or whatever. I'm telling all these people, well, people can't always tune in at 8 o'clock. Okay, so now where do I send them? And I'm doing these mixes that I'm putting my you know, heart and soul into. I'm busting my ass. And then they're just being aired and then lost. Right. So we started recording them, and I'm like, let me just put it on something called a podcast online. And th what I really loved about How did you hear about that, like, podcast? To be honest, I have no idea. It, probably just in researching putting music online, right? So the thing that was the most um, enticing was the fact that you could sign up for it once, right, subscribe, and then people wouldn't have to do anything. Like, they would just subscribe, and then you get the content. And to me, I'm like, oh, game over. Like, that's it. Like, right. perfect. Like, yeah. so then start taking those weekly mixes, put them online, and then pushing people to listen to a podcast rather than the radio station. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, that, yeah, that was 2009. Continued on with Cube. So, uh, wait, when, when you were doing that, was it directly mm -hmm. with Apple? It's through Podomatic. They've been around that long. I'm still with those guys, Podomatic.com. Yeah. So they have a feature where if you want, you can opt to send it to Apple, and then it'll be on iTunes. Mm. So it's been on iTunes since 2009. Wow. But it yeah. doesn't show you well, any analytics, right? It doesn't. And it, like I was telling Jamie, like early on, it would give you the, the bulk numbers. It would tell you like overall. You know what I mean? Like now it's every week what the downloads are or what the unique subscribers or unique listeners are or whatever. Mm -hmm. So at one point, you know, I'm looking at the, the analytics. I'm like, why the fuck is it up? How did it get to like 350,000 downloads or like, you know, streams or whatever? This right. is crazy. And it kept building because it, it was all about being consistent and just, you know, putting the content right. up and it, like hammering it, like always putting something new up. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think it just kind of, for some people, became like kind of a go-to a little bit. Right. Yeah. And, and there was nothing like that in the podcast. Like you what, really stood out, right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think maybe one of the things that stood out was it was clean too a lot of people like oh i can do a mix online and and i can be dirty which is why i'm going to be online versus radio radio i got to be clean online i can do whatever i want but i was like more of the mentality of well, I'm, i just i'm doing these mixes i don't want them to go to waste so i'm going to throw them up there but the right. clean stuff worked to my advantage really i think because uh, then you could play them at a restaurant you could play them in a store mm -hmm. you could listen to them with the kids in the car you know right. what I mean? Like it reached this whole other group of people that were like, hey, I would love to hear hip hop mixes, but every mix online is dirty right. and mine is clean. So I don't know. I think that that worked for me. Mm. That was, and so like now, do you still post? Or? Still post them. Still do them. I, I do them about, um, try to do them once a month instead of once a week. But I do them once a month. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, 
In I fact, mean, I just posted one, what, a week or two ago? I think it was two. I saw that, yeah. It was one and it's, something. And it's all, you know, brand new hip-hop, but it's clean on purpose. Like, it's not for a radio station. Like, I made it clean for my podcast. So. Well. That's and how long is uh, is the mixes usually? One hour. One hour? Yeah, because then um, I get hit up by people. Hey, I, I work out to your podcast. I don't like it when it's not one hour. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I want to have that time limit, and I know that at sixty minutes I'll get done doing cardio or whatever it is, or, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, or 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 make it thirty. If you're gonna do it shorter, like have it in like increment. So I'm, I'm thirty forty five. <laughs> yeah, I'm like listening to you know. The, the comments, consumer, yeah, 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 I'm listening to the comments. Like, oh, that's a good idea, actually. Let's test it out. Okay, it works. Like, okay, it's an hour. So, Smart. Yeah. That's cool, man. I mean, I, I remember when I was trying to start uh, this this podcast, mm-hmm. and I initially uh, tried to start it with Sean Perry, and then we were like, this is three right now, two, three years ago? Three years ago. Yeah, we and then we were like, yo, Cena has like one of the most OG podcasts, and he's got like a shit ton of comments and and we were, and I just noticed I'm like, yo, he's been doing this for a fucking long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? It, it was when, I, when when I started in 2009. People didn't even know what that word meant. That wasn't even a, a word. Yeah, it was a barely. It was just barely. A, it was, was like what the fuck is on that? your phone. It was, a, it was just yeah. an app on your phone no one that, ever never, used. that never used, and it was just there. I just knew it was like you couldn't delete I, it. I, it was like a new right. form of radio, there. but it wasn't like it wasn't as like readily yeah. understood by everybody yet. Or, or trying know? to tell somebody mm-hmm. a podcast, yeah. like I, I can't tell you how many times, like what, what is that? Like what, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? It's it's a. Uh, it's it's crazy that you did it back then, but you did it. You had the content ready, and you're just like, "Fuck it." It was already being created, so just start throwing it on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then eventually, I had moved from Seattle to San Francisco because E Rock helped me get on Wild and everything. Oh, were yeah. Oh, sure. So I did Wild for many years, probably seven years with Wild, and mm. was still doing the same thing, like you know, pop them on there, put them on on the the podcast. But uh, that was eventually why I had left commercial radio was it was getting to the point where like you know not to knock radio guys at all because i'm not because you can you can build a name on radio but it's not the same you know what i mean it really isn't being on the radio today versus back then like i felt like i had a little bit more clout mm-hmm. you know what i mean it would it would uh bring a little bit more notoriety now it's like okay you're on the radio whatever so i had jumped off of there just to focus on the podcast and and not have to be under the constraints of a a playlist or whatever. Mm. Where can they find it at, by the way? Uh, scenepodcast.com. Okay. So S-C-E-N-E podcast.com. Hey, fellas, um, I got to bounce right now. I got what? A, I got a meeting to go to at Me 4 too. o'clock. No, Me too. I'm out of here. But All right. It's good seeing you guys. Chuck up the doozies. All right. Seeing you. It's good to see you. All right, you. man. You too. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sorry. All right, fellas. All right. So I want I want to go back to yeah nah now that he's out of here man now we can talk some real <laughs> shit been waiting for this motherfucker over here. So, all right let's I'll, get into it I want to yo what's up <laughs> oh I want to bring it back to uh what do you got I want to bring it back to uh, we're at Republic and Studio Fifty Four so around yeah. this time is this when you started the Seattle party with Four Color Zach uh because oh, I, oh right 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 the two thousand eighties this is after yo son yeah 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 when did two thousand eighty start. It had to be a, around two thousand five, right? No, it was two thousand. Yeah, two. No, because I put out the first CD. It was two thousand seven, so it was shortly after that, maybe like two thousand eight. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How'd and it was just based on the mix CD, which was, um, I, if you haven't heard it, it's just all eighties music 
that's like mashed up and I have the blend and everything. Yeah. I t- I, I send you you got the volume too? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. One of my boys, uh, DJ Five O, he had like a bunch of like Dexter shit and just CDs. It was like Kevin Scott, Fashion, his, and he just sent me a bunch. Wow. And I was like, oh shit. How did you how did you link up with Zach and then start that party? It, well, Zach. Before we were doing that party, he was part of an, another branded party called Sing Sing, which was like early doing B more and, you know, doing like cool yeah, yeah. shit like that, like, you know, up tempo remixes of hip hop and like just, you know, juke and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I just met him. He he'll probably tell the story better, but I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know how I met him. I think I might have met him through a mutual friend, Marcus. Just hey, this is this is Zach. It'd be tight if you guys did a, a night together. It's like, all right, cool, yeah, let's do it. And were you, st- you still doing Yo Son at this time? No, that was that was already a wrap. Mm. That when was did done. you when did you decide to end Yo Son when you were coming to Vegas? Uh, you, no, there was a, a point where they had moved it to a different venue, and I I did the different venue, and that party was cool. Instead of being on a Sunday, it moved to a Saturday, and then. Then it moved to an, another venue after that, which is where we ended up doing 2080s. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they were like, hey, we really can't pay you as a partner anymore. Like, try to cut me out as a partner. And, you know, I just wasn't having it. And we had, you know, a little falling out there for a minute. So, wait. So, when the party got at its... It, it got was moved it, once. And was it, it always big, though? Was it, it was always, always big, yeah. It was always big. It was so always big. It started getting bigger. Yep. And so they're like, Sundays, let's just move it to Saturdays and we'll kick it out more. Right, and we'll blow it up even more. And so then what were your thoughts on that? I was like, hey, it's it's cool, but we can – then we got a lot more competition, right? right. Then you got to be a little bit more commercial. Like on Sunday, it's like whatever, anything goes. Mm-hmm. But Saturday, you got to cater a little bit more if you want it to be successful, I think. You got to just switch it up a little bit. It's not an industry night then. Right. It's a fucking Saturday so night. So did you have control over having it move to Saturdays? Or no. no. No, I didn't, uh. which is – but that wasn't that was kind of something you didn't want to do right i, di- I did not want to move it no no not at all and then it moved and and, and, then, and then, you, then did it change the energy it changed it a little bit and then like i said they wanted to pay me to be a dj instead of being a partner and i felt like it was time to do something different was that some on. shady shit just to just kind of like i mean it is what it is out? well yeah. no i don't think it was to push me out it was like give give me an ultimatum like you know, we've already got, you know, DV on board. He's going to be a paid DJ. Not to put his business out there too much. He's going to be a paid DJ. We'd like you to be a paid DJ. I'm like, I think that I bring more to the table. Like, I'm, I'm, I help create the brand. You know what I mean? I help, yeah. like, promote it. Like, I'm not just DJ. And I'm, like, bringing a little bit more. So I'd like well, to. Well, they trying to, like, so like nah. bring the budget down? Like yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So when it, once it started going that direction, it's like, yeah, we've got to do something else. Do something different. So. It is what it is. But so then, just, anyways, we squashed all that. We yeah. ended up moving on, and, and it was fine. Then later, Zach and I, we did the 2080s I just, party, which I just was think it's dope. interesting when, when a, like, in every city you go to, right, whether it's New York, Miami, Chicago, wherever, they have, like, a party that blows the fuck up and yeah. becomes a big part of the city. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm most interested just to, like, see how it evolved and how it actually ended up going south. Yeah. yeah. And it's always about money and Right, power or some some weird shit like that. You know? uh, yeah, it never it never got bad. The party was still cracking when I walked away from it. Yeah, it was just politics and money, and you know, keep the same agreement that we've had since day one, and yeah. everything will be cool. You start playing with the money, you start being like kind of funny with everything. No, I'm not in. Like, do you ever, sorry. Do you ever and think about to, it? Like it could have been a do over, kind of a little bit. 
Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I think it was along those same lines. It was already on that vibe. Like, we, we'd have Maceo come through and drop set. We'd have, like, different dudes come into town, like right. a Revolution, and come and play the party. Like, it was already all, starting to get to that level, and then we could have moved it around. But, again, I think when you, you start changing the initial agreement, it's like, wait, why do you have more control than I have? Like, mm -hmm. we're supposed to be partners in this. So it is what it is, and then if it wouldn't have happened, then we wouldn't be – probably sitting here in Vegas talking about it, you know? Well, I mean? Was it not as fun to DJ as well? Like, when it changed, you said it became more commercial in well, a sense. It's on a Saturday night now, yeah. you know what I mean? So, so it's did just you a lose some of that freedom musically? I, th I think so, yeah. But also, Absolutely. like, a lot of the industry people... They're working. They're yeah, working they're on working Saturday. on a Saturday. That's they can't come on a Sunday, and you just kind of cut that, those yeah. people out, and they, they were, in like, an integral part of the, of, the, of the night. That's the beauty of a Sunday is... You can get people that have heard all the shit on Friday and Saturday that don't want to hear that. So mm -hmm. to me, it works. Like still to this day, I think Sundays are the best days to have an industry party or like switch it up. Like I don't care what market you're in. Right. And then regular people, like regular consumers or regular, like, you know, patrons come in. They're just kind of experiencing something a little bit different from the weekend. Like, oh, this is how the industry people rock. This is what they're playing. Yeah. Exactly. And you'll hear like maybe newer music that wouldn't pop until like two months later or three months later or you hear like old school shit that yeah. like motherfuckers are too afraid to play on the weekends. What do you think it is about Seattle? Because I feel like the DJs I've come across, you guys are all very unique in your own way, but they're very musically inclined, like with hip hop. Like for I mean, let's let's start with the weather. You really I love the weather. So <laughs> like you gotta so, be indoors. Hey, if, it's, if it's nice, yeah, you love it, but you know, most of the time you're paying for it. Like most of the time you're inside because it's, it's not like the most rainfall of anywhere, but it definitely is the most consistent. It's like uh -huh. this drizzle that's always happening. Like a so mist. When, yeah. like, a, like a constant cloud cover mist. So when you see that shit outside, I'm just going to zone out and work on music inside, you know? Yeah. So. And then great, like, musical legends yeah. have come out let's, from there. Yeah, my bad. Let's start with the, with the uh, <laughs> weather. And then, yeah, also just the rich history of, of music that's come out of Seattle for sure. Yeah. Um, like Nirvana, uh, Jimi, Jimi Hendrix. Hendrix yeah. Mm -hmm. Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains. Yeah. Um, you guys like started the whole grunge movement. It's Mud like, honey, it's, it's yeah, dark. It's huge. It's almost well, the thing is that Seattle's like one of the top suicidal cities in the world. Yeah, it's second to, only to Anchorage, Alaska, from what yeah. I've been told. It's like super yeah. dark over there. So, is that translate? Do they translate that from the weather? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. it has a direct correlation with just gloomy all the time. Like just. You just think about it. Okay, Microsoft is up there. You're sitting inside working on a computer all day. Amazon is up there, right? Yeah. Boeing is inside. You're working in a hangar on airplanes. Yeah, my Starbucks is up there. Like these are all companies where you're like indoors working at your computer or working in a hangar or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, my so. uncle's a he works at Boeing and he doesn't. He's you don't go outside. White. Yeah, you just don't go outside. Yeah, he's like there's uh. they're all white from his family. I like that rainy weather. No, there. I love the weather up there. I I, I, I went like up it. there a few times. It. Yeah, yeah, I love it. But that's just I, uh, hey, don't get me wrong. It's beautiful when it's yeah. when it's a nice day. You can't beat it. Got the mountains, well, got the, the trees, everything. It's, there's it's a loyalty green. in the, within the community too. Like I see it. Yeah, especially so like with uh, with the DJ community. Yeah. yeah, with the with the rappers and hip hop. Oh, it's I don't no. think there's any loyalty at all. I th in fact, I think it's pretty bad. Oh shit. Yeah, mm. I mean, yeah. bless his heart, Macklemore breaking out right, but. Um, it, it, I just remember it was it was like a, a real crab pot with the rappers really fighting and just having beef and just nobody really supporting each other. That's how I remember it. Maybe it's changed, but right. 
Yeah, Macklemore, man. Vegas kind of really has that doing. similar thing with the rappers. With the rappers, yeah. yeah. Where they're not looking out for each they're, other. It's not like that in their spots like Houston or, you know, different places. It's like different. People, it's, it's almost yeah. like people, they, they, they form these alliances and everyone's kind of helping each other out. I think I think it doesn't happen in cities that have had, a, like, the, the one come out. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you had Uncle Luke in Miami. Right. Right? Two Live Crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. You have like all the OGs in New York. You have all of these number ones in Vegas that hasn't had that one dude that popped off. Yeah. Who set the tone for right. shit, you know? Right. And everyone wants to be the number one. They're not going to be like, well, you be number one. And then I'll follow And I'll after just come you. out through. Or I hope you be number one and then I'll. Yeah. No, no, they're not going to do that. So for Seattle, it's been Sir Mix a lot. And then there was this huge gap. Then there's Macklemore. And then. Right, yeah. As far as hip hop goes, I mean, Damn, I that's really it. Yeah, 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 from, I didn't yeah. even know he was from Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everything yeah. else is like it was so overshadowed with grunge, you know. Yeah, did Macklemore ever go to like Yo Son and shit like that? Oh yeah, perform. Yeah, oh, Macklemore was that guy that would show up at your gig and try to get on the mic, and you're like, Nah, get out of here. <laughs> I mean, he's dope, but it was yeah. like not appropriate. Like you can't be on the mic right now, man. Come on, like. I'm in the yeah. middle of a gig, like n- not a good time for you to but jump at, on. At that time, was he just like kind of the annoying kid? Like he was, he was, was like, a he was an underground rapper that was very talented. I mean, he still is very talented. Uh-huh. If you listen to him, like he's he's coming from like a real MC, you know, background. Like right. he's a dope MC. I like the 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 heist album was fucking dope as fuck. He's dope. Yeah. He's dope, yeah. and, and he would rock parties. He would rock crowds, and he would have people turn out even early on like he'd sell out the show box you're like fuck is this guy like really the guy that was at the bar the other day trying to get on like yeah it's like he's been putting in work like he's got incredible work ethic and you know ryan uh ryan lewis i I didn't know this till not that long ago but my boy supreme had put me onto it he's like remember that guy who used to come to the uh to bellas and used to take pictures like no like who he's like yo the photographer is ryan lewis wow shut up it's like, yeah, he used to just come around and take pictures at the club, you know, 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever, and, and then he'd go work on beats, and that's Ryan Lewis. I'm like, oh, shit, Damn. okay, cool. That's yeah. crazy. Hey, so so when Yo Son ended, right, everyone yep. was bummed. Like, Seattle was yeah. bummed, right? I think so, yeah. And then so when you started the 2080, people were like, oh, shit, Yeah, it's, it's back. Like the new chapter. Like, yeah, I was okay. like, yo, it's, it's, it's popping again, right? Because I had left by then. Mm-hmm. Like, I was already out. Oh, okay. And I said, look, I'll be a part of this. I, got, I have the CD, so this will give people kind of an idea of what to expect. So you would fly back? I, and then I would fly back to do the parties. So I'd fly back probably twice a month and do the party. That's the only thing I would do in Seattle. And then I would come back down here. So, and uh, and imme- Zach would hold it down. Immediately like, when you relaunched this party, everyone was receptive. They're like, oh, shit, it's back. Um, kind of yes and no. Like It, took, it still took. Um, or, or you think there was a generational gap? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit of a genera- generational gap. But then also it's like you're going to get people that are going to come in and, hey, can you play Teach Me How to Dougie? You know what I mean? You're like, no. So they're pissed off. So there was still that growing period where people are at a nightclub. They're going to expect you to play certain stuff. They didn't so get you, it. Yeah, you yeah. still had to teach them. You like, had to like re-educate. We don't play yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah so you had to redo it. And, and as long as we stuck to our guns, that's how we got a really – great crowd right. was just to always be consistent no matter what you don't break from the brand in any way it's like it's like clothing right it's like yeah. you guys like you ain't gonna come out with like some whacked out shit it has, it has to fall within what you guys are already doing mm-hmm. so we would get a lot of complaints and people were pissed off and we're like okay cool kick rocks it's all good but we did cool stuff like 
I went out and bought a bunch of Ataris on eBay, and we had them hooked up to like old tube TVs, and they were sitting in all the booths. And I had hung a uh, hung a, a sheet in the middle of the club and was like projecting um, '80s movies on it and stuff, <laughs> like just kind of grimy. We put a keg in the middle of the dance floor because I heard yeah. that, that was going on at some parties. We're like, let's just make it like lo-fi, like like kind of like underground, just ratchet, yeah. but '80s. And the only rule was it had to have some sort of 80s in it, right? It could either be 80s acapella, 80s instrumental. Uh, it could be a cover of an 80s song. That was, that was the only stipulation. So anything else was, like, all good, right? Anything. That sounds hard, difficult. Very. <laughs> How long was the party? Four hours? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, 10 That's to 2. So then it built. And it built and up. We, get, start, we started it, bringing guys in like Fashion, Steve Wonder, all those guys. Did it get as big as the Yo Son? Uh, at one point, I think it was it was pretty popular. It wasn't as big as Yo Son. Yo Son was like, I feel like it was transformational. This was like a good party. This right, was, right, right. you know what I mean. But um, shit, the the closing party was was Steve Aoki. This was this was oh, like shit. when Steve was still just getting out of you know d- doing like open. And what decided y'all to just end the party? Uh, ended on a high note. And it like, it, it ran for two years. He did the two year anniversary, and then that was it. That was it. Just we all just like, I'm busy. You're busy. Mm-hmm. You know, this is getting a little too crazy. Let's yep. just end it. Yep. Mm. You never. Was, Zach is dope, though, man. Let me just put that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this cat. I fly back, and you know, he'd always have something new. Like he just bringing something new to the table and right. just just killing it, just absolutely crushing it. Even like with the '80s shit, especially like really dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, it was like, like really inspirational. I remember like, you telling me to like, yo, you gotta check this party I'm doing and stuff like that. And I would, I just never made it out there. But we, I always did wanted we try and to book go. you. I can't. I think we tried I think to you book tried, you. I tried, but yeah. it just didn't work out. Right, right, somehow. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, but uh, it's all good. No, nah, no. Nah, I remember the CDs, and it was like a big deal, and it was it was everywhere and shit like that. So as as a, I mean, being in so by that time you were in Las Vegas and stuff like that. You never thought of doing a a night out here like that, a party like that? No. It's very intimidating out here for me. Like, um, I was like a fish out of water, you know? Mm. Up there, it's like, I don't know. I just had grown up with the scene and and knew kind of a lot of people out here. I don't really know people like that. Yeah, it's a little different. Like, uh, if you were going to do it, it'd have to be like a Commonwealth or something, you know, like downtown. Downtown, it would work. But I don't even know if it would work out here. Probably not. (laughs) Maybe not now. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it could, but like you said, you'd have to school them. Like it'd have to be like a consistent thing where you had yeah. to like kind of like reteach what you're gonna be, what your brand's gonna be, and, and people and have to be receptive. Maybe there may be something like um, like beauty bar or something like that if they were willing to like start it from the ground up. You know what I yeah. mean? That's the only way I could see it happening. But yeah, I just felt kind of like a fish out of water out here. I mean, I know you guys, I know some some different people in Vegas, but it wasn't like you know back home. It's like you being back home. You know, it's just different. Mm-hmm. So. Just never tried to start or promote anything out here. Yeah, I mean, even Never and I have we we've, we've tried to do like, I think we had like a backspin party in like a side room at Jet. We would have like old I remember school that. joints. We would have like everything, but it's also the way motherfuckers market shit out here. They market it like, yo, this is like, you know, old school hip hop night, and you're right. just like, yo, you don't want to limit it to, yo, the backspin party was sick. It was. Didn't I, you do that at uh, Lavo though, right? And you had booked some crazy oh, no, I talent. think they called it something else, right? Oh, on the Wednesday. Yeah. On the Wednesday. Yeah. Did they call it backspin? But no. they gave you a budget because I remember you had. <laughs> they call it old school Wednesdays. I was like, that's the worst name you yeah, could have ever terrible. picked. Yeah. 
I just told them, I remember when we were at meetings and I would talk to them about the old school Wednesdays at Lavo. I'm like, yo, don't limit it to old school Wednesdays. Just make it good music Wednesdays right. with like good music artists. Not, not not good music, the record label, but just like, just general, like yeah. good artists. And don't limit it because there's some new music that I want to play. I don't want to just play all old right. fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's more like you, the do over. The do over is like bit. a pretty good example. You want to, like, yeah. You and got then that built in crowd. You just want almost. that freedom to just yeah. be like, yo, like, I, w- I want to play like some of this new shit, you know? Yeah. But uh, that's what the, the, the marketing out here, they just don't get like that kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. And they don't want to risk all that, that money. And all of those expenses on something that they don't really totally understand. Yeah, you know it what might I mean? not work. Yeah, so. to them it might not work. Yeah. yeah, that's why I think Vegas is just a hard city for that to pop. Well, off also, it, you know that that formula are people really going to be buying tables to that? You know how table driven right. Vegas is. It's like, right. hmm, yeah, that's probably not bottle poppy music. Mm, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Because the people that I mean, the people who are are going to buy the the tables and are going to buy the bottles, you kind of don't want them there. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you don't want those exactly. motherfuckers at that party. That's yeah, true. As soon as you get those motherfuckers in there, it's not really cool. Yeah. You know, it becomes something else. Something else. And then yeah. they're going to make a request and can you please bend the rules just this one time? And you okay, can't well, tell now those, you just lost the brain. Yeah, you can't tell those guys to go fuck yourself. No. Yeah, because they just, just spent thousands yeah, of dollars. Ten grand, like, yeah. you know, play this right now. Walk it like I talk it. Okay, well, that's that doesn't even fit anything we're doing, but... Vegas is one of the first cities that, because even in New York, if uh, someone requested something and I was like, nah, I'm not going to play it, the manager in New York would be like, yo, that's his right. Mm. You know, he has every right to not play it of one. And we pay yeah. him. We trust him. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I came to Vegas, it was like totally different shit. Mm. Like DJs did not have any rights on some shit. <laughs> Unless I guess you were like a big fucking DJ, but yeah. even still, yeah. I mean, it's just that type of city yeah, where the bottom line is like, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. But like being out here and living out here, how's it been for you? Like I love it out here. I just I love I love first of all uh, being able to get direct flights in and out of here, yeah. which is huge. Like the convenience factor trying to travel from Seattle was very difficult and there's always a connection. So th- that alone right there is a good reason to live here. The weather is amazing to me. You still travel a lot, huh? A lot, yeah. Yeah, every week. How was it with Dexter? Um Oh, we just we incredible. just had we just had fashion here. All right, right. And he said that it was incredible. It was great. It was an incredible experience. And he just, he, but he was speaking about um, towards the end. Obviously, you know, rest in peace. And yeah. It just got a little like weird and messy, or it was like unorganized and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little. Um, he was just saying how the company was changing, and they were like they charging were, people retainers. They were starting or to do stuff. Yeah. yeah, where they would charge people to be on. Like it, it wasn't even. Let me get you a gig and then commission it. It was like straight up, you're going to pay for us to represent you, even if we don't get you gigs or not. It's like, whoa, these little retainer things, that's not how it should be set up. It's almost so like a almost, licensing, like yeah. you're licensing the management company in right. your name. Yeah. And yeah. it was that was kind of weird. That was getting awkward. And then, it, I mean, to be honest, it was it was just... It wasn't the same after AM passed. It just well, did, it wasn't. Did they tell you guys that that we want to be on retainer, kind of like that? No, they never told me to be on a retainer ever. At, and we would the first thing we would have said is absolutely not. There's no way. Yeah. It was like absolutely the new guys, not. the new DJs that wanted right. to get on. Right. Yeah. I, I, and to this day, I don't know who was on a retainer. I had just heard about the idea. Yeah. And Josh had told me about it, and I said, "You, you know, we can't do that." Like at that point, it's like absolutely not no way so when am passed did 
did yeah. you did you basically leave Dexter or you try to make it no, work? No, try to make it work. Try to stick around. And I, <laughs> I'll never forget. Uh, probably take his name out. Had told me. Did you ever meet him? I don't know. He was my agent. He did Spider for a while too, and uh, he had told me, "Look, man. I mean, it might be time to just you know look for another gig. Like look for something else. You know, maybe this is that time." It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you know, we're still working out here. We're still moving around. We're still DJing. He's like, "Yeah, I don't know. I just can't can't get you gigs, man." But he had his hands in other things, and I didn't realize it at the time. But I kind of took it personal. I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about, bro?" Right. Like. I'll tell you when I'm done, right? <laughs> or actually, I shouldn't even say that. The people will tell me when I've stopped getting booked and people stop paying me to come out and DJ, that's when I'm done. So, he, I mean, he wanted out is basically. He, I think he wanted out and he wanted to take his people down with him. He wanted me to be like, you know what? You're right, man. Time to look for a nine to five, but it's been a good run. Thanks, bro. No. No. I was like, Josh, we need to think about getting out but here. But Josh D has been kind of. Your, your manager throughout the whole thing. Josh D managed me even through Dexstar. He was still my manager. And then the only time that when Josh did leave that's is a, to go. So you were paying both commissions? Yes. Whoa. Yes. That's a, yeah. But that's, that's I'm, I'm just, if you really know me, I'm just a loyal person like right, that. Right. I really am. And there's no way that I'm going to cut my boy out just because this is coming along. Uh -huh. We're going to make it work. We, we might have to charge a little bit more. And then you guys can get your commission. And then... Josh could get hit. It, it's kind of like a dream, though, to have an agency, a booking agency, and a manager, which is how actors are. Right. And then your your manager always has your best interest in mind, even with the agency. Right. Like, he would negotiate things with them, where other people, if you didn't have the luxury of having a manager, they're talking directly, and they can almost kind of strong-arm you. Josh is like, fuck that. No. Right. Like, you're not strong-arming anything. Like, even if we dip out of here, like, I'm, he's still going to have somebody. Like, I'm going to be all good, still grinding. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, that was, uh, I think we were around for maybe six to nine months after uh, AM had passed. And it just happened very quickly, as you can imagine, like, as far as being unorganized or maybe even the, the just the lack of interest. You know what I mean? Right. So it was like, hey, we got to keep it, keep the show rolling. The only time Josh stopped managing me was when he went to go tour manage tiesto i was like oh man you got to take that like you got to go do that yeah it's like yeah i'm going on the world tour with tiesto i'm like okay yeah <laughs> we're still boys but yeah, i could tell you though man this is kind of a funny story he might get mad because i told you but he was out in ibiza living with tiesto and they were yeah we'll just we'll Anyways. You can edit it out, but you can say it. Okay, I'll tell yeah. you. But um, <laughs> so he's living out there, and they're they're just getting hammered and listening to one of the mix CDs, this Epic Shine mix CD. And he was in a room full of a bunch of DJs, and one of the DJs had heard it. And he's mm. like, "Yo, who did that mix?" He's mm. like, "Yo, my boy back in Las Vegas." He's like, "Man, it's crazy how he's taking house music and mixing it so fast, like it's like it's hip hop." Because right. I'm juggling on it, I'm scratching and everything. He's like, "Yo, do you think?" That uh, your boy could do a mix for me. He's like, uh, I guess. And this is this is a like a big house. This DJ? is a huge, massive, relevant, wow. you know, still relevant, huge Jeez. house DJ. If I said the name, you'd be like, okay, yeah. Say like, like it's, say the name and I'll bleep it. <laughs> say the name. And I'm I'll not even gonna say the name. It's <laughs> it's big enough to where everybody knows who that person is. Yeah. Hmm. Damn. Everybody. So he goes, yo, can your boy do it? He's like, I think so. So he hits me up. He's like, yo, I'm. With, um, hey, I was wondering if you could mix something just like you did the Epic Shine mix. I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, what's it for? He's like, yo, he's got this festival coming up, and he's got kind of like a smaller time slot, and we need to fit in. I think it was about 30 minutes, actually. Uh -huh. So he's like, 
uh, can you do this mix for him? We need it like by the end of the week. It's like, cool. He goes, he's going to send you the music. He's going to tell you which songs, which song to play first, which song to play last, and then you just do your thing in the middle. So, you know, boom, 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 put it together, send it back over. He's like, perfect. It's all good. Lo and behold, you know, after that week, go on YouTube after the gig had happened and everything, and, and there was dude. He's just up there, just killing it. You heard Twisting knobs, jumping around, and it was the exact set, like not changed, nothing. It wasn't like the idea, like, oh, yeah, let me put those songs, and I'll mix them, remix them, whatever. It was, it was all. But it was 100% pre-mixed. 100%. So it was your mix. It was me for sure, 100%. And my question is, when the, the house DJ was pretending to DJ it, yes. was it kind of on point? Oh, are you kidding me? Would he move the fader? Moving the fader, checking the earphones, you know, twisting knobs at the right times. Um, absolutely. Wow. No question. You would never in a million years. If you be didn't able know, to guess you would have thought. Never. Oh, Nobody never. knows. Nobody knows. Did you get a check? Nope. I didn't get a check. And you know why? He asked if I wanted a check or what do you want? I said, nothing. Just when the time comes, like, it's all good, right? He's like, yep. Yeah. So I was, I was like, yo, I would rather be like in his good graces than, yo, give me some money. You know what I mean? It's not that big of a deal. Wow. We got to put this, but you got to just well, you bleep gotta out really his name. You got to really chop the, yeah. <laughs> you just got to bleep out his name. And then it makes me wonder, like, how many guys, because you know, we all know the people, they produce sets, right? Okay, right. That's, that's pretty common. But how many guys just have teams making sets for dudes in the clubs or festivals or whatever, and they're just standing there as actors, you know? Yeah. And they're getting paid fucking, oh, my God. But the Ridiculous cra- but the, amount. The crazy shit is this, though. If you were, like, how many people were were in that festival? That one, Pretty 300, big. at least 300,000 people. I mean, you kind of don't want to fuck up. You don't want to fuck up, yeah. absolutely. And So I've heard you guys on the podcast talk about CDJs versus uh, turntables. turntables all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You can't afford to fuck up on certain things. So, yeah. The, the turntable uh, CDJ debate, th- there you go. Right there. You just proved it. Like, you got to use CDJs in certain, certain circumstances. See, CD, you have CDJs, to. to me, would be a liability. I would have more control with a turntable. Yeah. But there's uh, just the feedback thing. Yeah, the feedback, the needle jumping, they whatever could, the no, fuck they, 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 they could control the feedback. I, I played somewhat recently. It was in uh, it was it awesome. Was that place is uh-huh. dope. Super dope. Yeah. They go, do you want turntables or do you want CDJs? I go... Well, I mean, fuck it. Because I know I, I'd seen pictures. This is the first time I played there. I'd right. seen pictures and video. I'm like, oh, they can actually see you. So that's a big thing, too. Like, mm-hmm. I want them to see me doing something. If, if, to me, if they can't even see what you're doing anyways, if they can't tell if it's CDJs or, or turntables, then it doesn't matter. But that place, they can actually see what you're doing, right? I'm like, okay, turntables. Let me do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, let's get up there, do the sound check. Everything's fine. Uh, start doing the gig. I'm about two songs in. Like, first song's fine. Second song like jumping off the fucking platter I'm like what the hell is going on we did a sound check everything was fine the opening DJ goes oh I was having nothing but problems it was just nothing but issues the whole time why didn't you text the sound guy <laughs> tell somebody like what's going on well I just figured you know you would be able to like dial it in or whatever I'm like no Sounds there's like no me. dialing it in when the drop hits it's fucking the whole thing up right so Damn. the guy goes he comes up I'm like sound man sound man you know the whole thing come up um, he gets up there he's like what's, go- what's going on um, every time that some bass comes in, there's an issue. Oh, yeah, that's why I was wondering why you wanted turntables. Like, get the fuck out of here. You knew about this? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We always, that's why I, I always wonder why guys ask for turntables. I go, you, that would have been cool to tell me that there's been issues. 
So he keeps them up there and he, he puts like a couple balls, like the, you know, like the deflated yeah, yeah. Uh, racket balls, puts uh-huh. those under. And then that, that did work. But it's like, man, come on. Like if yeah. I would have known, it would have been CDJs. No problem. I have no issue playing on CDJs at well, all. Well, I mean, none. A, a couple of things come into play there. Okay. Number one, the sound guy should have known better. Sure. Absolutely. Right? Second, the opener. Look, opener. Listen. I put it on the this opener. Is, this is a public service announcement to all openers. <laughs> all, Beep. Openers. all openers. Beep. Listen, if you are opening, you are responsible for the equipment and letting the sound guy know if the equipment is fucked up. Right. You are the first person there. You cannot do that shit where it's like, I'm only opening for an hour. I could deal with it. Fuck the headliner. I'm not even going to warn him. It's totally different when you're starting a room and there's nobody in the room and you can kind of condition. And you get, could, and you you could get, really shut the music off and fix it at and that point. You can point. fix it yeah. as opposed to when there's a packed room yeah. and there's a lot of pressure and then you're like, wait, this equipment's not working? Like, what the fuck's going on? Right. So how so, did it get through two different things? One, the sound guy first, and then two, the opener. But you know, it's all the, good. The easy I, way to say is that they're fucking morons. But <laughs> I've had I've had friends of mine like Darren over here who opened <laughs> for me and didn't say like, "Oh yeah, that CDJ's fucked up." Yeah. yeah. Oh, true. Right. Anytime I've opened, it's been like, "Hey, look out, because this is messed up." Yeah. Or, or do this, like the left turntable, like the the uh, pitch, pitch control is a right. little bit off. Be careful on that. You know what I mean? Other than that, everything's cool. Like, have fun tonight. You know? Yeah. Yo, you're on you're on two and you're on three, and like, yo, this everything's been working. Yo, this turntable's a little weird. Like, this, this whatever. Yep. And this motherfucker. <laughs> you did him dirty. You did him dirty. Dude, wait till bad, you man. listen to the Eddie McDonald. No, I, oh I, my god. I honestly think it's a different. Like when you were coming up, and maybe when I was coming up, there weren't as many DJs, and absolutely like, not. You absolutely already had not. an immediate respect when someone was opening for you, and you had immediate respect when uh, you were opening for somebody, right? Because you just were like, "Yo, like this is my job, and not a lot of motherfuckers can get paid to do this. And if you're at a level where you, we're DJing together, like you must have paid some dues, and like yeah. you earned your stripes." Yeah. And I don't know where like honestly like I I I've had times when I've come up and the opener is just like I'm like yo uh, I'm ready and he'll just unplug his headphones and I'm like all right so you want me to unplug all your shit. Yeah. Like what do you want me to do? Like can we do this together? Yeah. Yeah. Do you it, know it, what I mean? It definitely goes deeper than what you're playing. That's one thing. That's a whole other issue, but it as far as the technical part of it, yeah, it, you are the first one on there if something's fucked up. Fix it or tell somebody. It's easy. It's easy. Or, or tell like somebody. If you are opening, you're also responsible for like the transition. Right. Like knowing exactly sure. like, yo, there's a USB here. There's no USB. There's a CDJ. There's like 12 songs in there and different BPMs. Like, you know what I love when you're over. switching up and somebody just holds the plug for you? Like it seems that, so simple. Oh, my God. I love that. They're like, here, here's the plug. It's like, that's respect. When somebody just like throws it down, like I'm out of here, or whatever. It's like, dude, yeah. sloppy. Where's the fucking plug? 100, Where is it? One hundred percent. Where is it? When I when I, when I, I, there's six plugs up here. What the fuck? The best the best shit I've ever like, and I do this for motherfuckers. Like, literally, I'll take my laptop off of the stand, no, hold way it, hold in advance, way in advance, and put their fucking laptop on top, and I'll hold the shit and I'll I'll plug this shit for them. Yeah, because. In the end, that's the type of kind of courtesy I would want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And it, when you see a motherfucker do that, I'm like, yo, this dude's cool. Oh, when you, you know see what? the motherfucker that doesn't do that, you're like, either he's new 
Oh, oh he don't give a, a dick, fuck because right. he's an asshole. No, either that or he's an asshole, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? For some reason, this just made me think of something. When you're thrown into the situation of DJing for an artist, right? Yeah. Because I've seen you had DJed for an artist recently, I'm not going to say, or yeah. where, or whatever, uh-huh. right? But when something like that comes up, and they're like, well, I don't have a DJ. Can you DJ for me? And then they start getting real specific and real, like, crazy with the set list. Mm-hmm. And you're just back there trying to wing it and help them. Yeah. And, and help them look good. When really, if you're an artist at that level, you should probably have a fucking DJ. Agreed. I think you should. Yeah. Other, otherwise, like, let's run yeah. over it or something. Let's, I know you're not taking it seriously, but as DJs, I take it seriously. Because I've done it a few different times. Like, okay, um, here's the songs you're going to play tonight. And then in the middle of the thing, like, actually, let's start off with this one. Like, dude, I ha- I'm already, like, got this one ready for you. Like, what do you mean? Right. Like, okay, not that we can't do it because it's Serato. We can do it fairly easy. But still, it's like, do you want your show to be on point? Or do you want it to be kind of scatterbrained and all over the fucking place? Can I tell you something really kind of interesting is that... We were talking about Lava with the Old School Wednesdays, right? Yes. When I was doing Lava Old School Wednesdays, every dude from Das Effects to Big Daddy Kane to uh, Tribe to uh, to whoever, Souls of Mischief, yeah. they had an MP3 or CD that had 10 to 15 minutes of pre-recorded. Their songs were in order, and everything was timed to like literally if there was dead air of them talking shit yeah that was timed that was timed and it was rehearsed it was rehearsed and they would know when the next song was about to come in right that's dope and it was like and every show was tight right like everything they said and they did like even if they would like tell me to like stop it or hold the mp3 they would be like yo dj do me a favor hold that back one second but the and show was, still goes on. It still got the, it the still show set. It still has their shit. They're set, and it was still like they rehearsed it. They thought about it. Like, no, this works better. They were in like a rehearsal room, probably fucking around with it. When I, you know, when Das Effects is like, when I say this, you say this, and then we do this together. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I remember it was like Tribe. It was Jerobi and Fife, and a certain song they would do a certain dance. Yeah. And it was just like it just enhanced the show. Right. Not, not that I'm saying that these new artists have to dance and nothing. No, but it. when did it turn into, hey, just throw something on? You know what I mean? Like, here's here's my three songs. Like, you go ahead and do whatever you want. Like, how could you even trust me? You don't even know me, dude. Well, I might fuck yeah. your whole show up. Well, when did it get to the point where motherfuckers were just rapping over their original song <laughs> and not having a, <laughs> not having a TV track? Yeah, not like that's. I just had Pusha T right, and he had a. He's the one of the only artists that I've DJed for in the last I don't know five years, three years. That wasn't just rapping over their fucking... Uh, oh, he had the instrumentals. He had the TV tracks. Oh, okay, dope. Yeah, so that yeah. was like impressed with that shit. Wow. And uh, another dude who actually impressed me was Fetty Wap. Yeah. He nice. actually, he had his own DJ and he was, he didn't have a TV track. He was rapping over... Really, the whole thing, even the singing, his, the hooks and everything. His singing sounds better than the wow. fucking record. Damn. Dope. If not exact, like the same. You okay over there, Jamie? Oh, yeah. I think fucking moving the mic like a motherfucker. <laughs> what are you doing? Maybe those dudes don't trust their rapping or their singing enough to be confident doing it in the crowd. Maybe, so that, maybe it's that, lazy. That rapping over their own track is like a, like it helps them feel confident 
Yeah, but I think a lot of these safe. It's safe. I think a lot of these dudes haven't even put in the work. Exactly. Like they just started rapping two years ago. So they're not their confidence level is low. They don't feel comfortable. Not only that, it's like yo, they're they don't have a manager who's gonna like yo, let's practice this out. Like let's take the time. No, do it again. Do it again. The guy's like, prime man, man, fuck this. Why we gotta keep doing this shit again? Right. Like we just rock it whenever we get there. And it's like you're never gonna get a tight show if you're not gonna practice and like hone that shit in. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have a lot of shitty live performances now in clubs. Yeah. A lot. It just makes me wonder if, you know, some of these artists are like, you know what? It doesn't matter because so-and-so doesn't care about it. He does it like this. Like, who cares? Nobody cares, right? They're yeah. not going to care, but people do care, and people do know, and they do recognize it. Yeah. I have fun, though, like, DJing for artists. Like, yeah. I think it's super easy. Yeah. yeah. Even no, when they change easy. the set list, it's like a little bit like, wait, wait, what's going on? Yeah. But uh, I just think it? from a crowd perspective, it looks a little unorganized, like, you know what I mean? He's back here and he's saying this or do this or whatever. It's like he should be engaging the crowd in that time that he took to talk to you and do whatever. Yeah. Like it should be already game tight, like done, wrap. It's already done. Like I'm, no, no. I'm talking to you guys, not back here. Like, wait, what is he doing? What happened? Is there, is there a problem? It's true. So, let me ask you something. How come the podcast is always like two hours, three hours long? You're at two hours right now. Is it two hours? Yeah. Oh, so shit. Time flies. <laughs> you can just no, barely get these fucking stories in. Okay. That's why it's two and That's two why. <laughs> Why is that bad? <laughs> no, it's just, I remember when Zach said, I listen to everything on 1.5 or, or, or two yeah, times, right? That's crazy. So I started doing it. I'm like, yo, that's actually a good idea just to, you know, power through them or whatever to yeah. get more in. Yeah, you have two like, I don't have time to, I don't have time to be talking for, or you listening for three hours. You have two ten, but like if we chop shit up, like yeah. we are, it's going to be like two, we're oh, at two right now. Beautiful. Yeah. Hey. So wait, wait. Did you have an experience with an artist where where it was just like a nightmare? Uh, I wouldn't say a nightmare, but it was definitely like okay. So so for example, DMX, right? I think yeah. yo, he's he's like from that era. Like he knows, like have it together. Like he's you said, he's also like guy. bad shit crazy, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I mean he was cool. Like, it was it was a dope show. People loved it. And, yeah. But um, yeah, he was one where it was like <laughs> changing like on the fly, and then do this one, bring it, bring this back, now switch it. The manager's in my ear the whole time. Like, and I was just thinking, why don't you just DJ for him? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it'd be easy enough. But or just have a, a set like like you said, just have a CD. He didn't put it. you on blast, though, right? Or no, no, it was fine. It was oh, okay. not, yeah, it wasn't like bad like that. It was just, it was fun. Don't get me wrong, it was fun for sure. But it would, it definitely took me by surprise. Like, whoa! Like this is way more unorganized than I thought it would be. Yeah, way more. Unorganized. Dude, did you ever see like that? There was a Travis Scott performance, and there was a DJ, and he was like slamming the DJ, like, "Yo, you're the worst fucking DJ." Nah, no way. And then he he kicked the DJ out. He's like, "Yo, get off, get out was of it here." Was it his DJ or just nah, the, the house just DJ? Just oh, okay. the, the club DJ. And he's yeah. like, yo, just get out of here. Just like get out. Yeah. And then Travis just started DJing for himself. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. But it was like, I don't, I was just like, yo, can you that's imagine that? And I think it was more of an equipment malfunction. Damn. Oh, that sucks. Or something was wrong, but it was like, damn, damn I can't, man. I couldn't imagine getting screamed. And then like the whole crowd yeah. being like, fuck the yeah. DJ, fuck the DJ. Jesus. Yeah, that's like, not yeah. Fucking nightmare. <laughs> I just think it's like unprofessional for like. The artist to ever do that, you know? yeah, yeah. Throw the DJ under the bus, especially if it's not the DJ. If it's on some sound man shit or whatever, yeah. like, come on, like, it's always cool. the DJ. Like you fault. said, at that <laughs> level, at that level, artist should have a DJ. Yeah, a DJ a or show. a set, and you just yeah. plug this in. Here's the USB. Push play. Here's yeah, my like, set. why? Why it's wouldn't so you? Easy. Why wouldn't you prep that? Like, like we can make that know? in like ten minutes in the hotel. Like, that's easy, yeah. easy, and just time like time this the brackets of 
yeah. whatever when you're gonna talk shit and then you know have like a little like jigger like to right. let you and know when another, it's about to another, come in another oh, way to horn. think about it like do you really want some random guy from the club in the background while you're performing that's another thing to think about like mm-hmm. you know you got all these pictures of you performing and everything and here's like DJs I don't even know DJ scene here, there he is in the background like, hanging out <laughs> DJing <laughs> for me like who the fuck is this guy no, that's it's definitely just seems a little unorganized. That's all. DMX, no, that's, that must have been dumb. That was fun. Yeah, <laughs> DMX. <laughs> but see, like yo. it was, it was hectic. It was, and hectic, it was a lot, but it was, but it was fun. It yeah. was super. Fun. But it was also like that thing where you're like, yo, I got through that, and like right. uh, probably a lot of other DJs would right. have gone been able to get through that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's absolutely. Dumb. It's not the end of the world. We're not saving lives, right? We're not doctors. We're not, you know, yeah. over we're here saving we're, weeks. We're playing music in the nightclub. It's but it's cool. a sh- it's a show, you know. Yeah, it's like still. and, and your be name's professional. There. Yeah, you just want to. Yeah, but like you know, you want to make the artist look good. I don't give yeah. a fuck mm-hmm. if it's an artist that I don't care about. I want them to look good, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I like I had to DJ for Party Next Door. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. It was and uh and he's just like super. He's talented dude, but he was so uh, shy and emo. Oh okay. And it was mm. like it was weird. Yeah, mm. it was definitely weird. Like his, he didn't he command w- the crowd at all. No, he just seemed like he had to be there, and he didn't want to really do the live performance. Probably did have to be there. Yeah, it's probably a label and his thing. His manager right? was even like, when he wanted me to cut a song out, he would like signal his manager, and his manager would like tell me to cut it off. And like scratch his head. It's like baseball mm. and shit. Okay, we no, did this thing where like now he did it like. I don't know. Like, it's the family feud or, like, a game show. It's, like, pass. Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pass. Actually, I, it, it, he kept doing pass whenever Drake's verse would come up. Oh, okay, okay. I kind of thought, and it was at the time, I kind of thought he was but, a little jealous or he was a little, like, salty that everyone says that Drake put him on. Did Drake put him on, kind of? In a way. Remember when he was like, I'm not signing to OVO, or he's like, I'm doing my own thing, yeah. or some shit like that? He was a little salty. That was around the work, work, the work song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wrote. okay. So, so I think he was just writing a lot of shit for Drake, and then he, everyone just saw him as like in Drake's shadow. Yeah. And then I think he probably wrote a lot of those songs. Oh, okay. And I well, think then. he was just like, when he was performing and I was like DJing for him, I think, like, obviously he would be starting out the song, and then Drake would just start coming in, and he'd be like, pass nah. that. He'd be like, <laughs> and I'd have to, like, yeah. woo, woo, woo. And, and then he wouldn't talk anything, and he'd be like, oh, weird. And then it would just be silent, and I'd be like, and then that man's just like, just play the next one, and I'd play it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But think, okay, so little changes like that could have made that so tight and just looked... Yeah, I don't know. Way just like a superstar, but like the guy's a star. But yeah. like, I, I like, I actually really like Party Next Door. So yeah, I, I like have the work, the work song, but his version where he's singing it. Mm. Oh, and I showed it to his manager. He's like, "Oh shit, you got that?" He's like, nice. "How'd you get that?" And I'm like, "Yo, I was looking for it. I was hoping he could do it." He's like, "Yo, let's have him do it and shit." So he actually nice. did it, which was dope. But it was just really fucking weird, man. And yeah. then you're like, manager's like, "Yo, after this." I think Party wants to say a couple things. And okay. I was like, okay, dope. And he was just like, hey, guys. He, yeah, he just said like, <laughs> hey, guys, it's a long night. Yo, man. They, they, Las Thanks Vegas. for rocking with me with my emo ass. Las Vegas, thank you for having me. And that was it. And Sensing I thought he was going to say more. He was, he was just like, Las Vegas, thank you for having me. <laughs> and I was like waiting. And the manager's like, yeah, play it, play it, play the next one. I was like, damn, this motherfucker doesn't say shit. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) you could tell he was like that studio genius though yeah just making dope songs in the studio i don't know his personality lacks 
Huh? His personality. I don't even know his personality. I just think it's that confidence of like, yo, you got to keep going in front of a crowd to really know how to just to get it to rock a to crowd rock to a entertain crowd. Yeah. people. You've got you've got to have embarrassing moments and you've got to suck. You've got to fail. Yeah. And you've got to just keep doing it, you know what I'm saying? And and then that's how you get good where you can just like go on stage and do whatever the fuck you want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's no just, different from what from DJing from what we do. We got to like get up in front of people and suck. I think that might be the thing with this the some of the the newer generation of rappers is that they don't want to be even put in that position right. where they want to and show any weakness or right. or, or acknowledge any weakness. And the, the song's blowing up, you're at a certain level of fame, right? But then you go to perform live and you're doing something like that, you're not yeah. a good performer. It does show weakness. It does. Yeah. So it, yeah, you're but probably it's a, right. It's another statement of it's another thing of the SoundCloud rapper who like, yo, I've been rapping for eight months and I and I got a song that bubbled and I've never been in front of a crowd before. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even know how a mic works. I don't know how a real live show works. You know, know like how you have to hold the mic away from Well, mouth. like how many yeah. how many of these eighteen or twenty year olds, how many fucking shows have they seen? Like how many times have they gotten their mind blown by a performance? You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So sure. it's just like there's not really much shows like that, concerts to be mind blown from. Do you guys nah. ever get intimidated by the mic, like mic work, or not? Just yeah. always yeah. good. All the time. It took me a while. I, for years, I did not use the mic at all, like really? not at all. And then I started thinking of it like another element to DJ. Like this mm-hmm. is something that can enhance my show and like be a little bit more interactive. Like watching guys, especially like Z Trip or whatever. Like he really works that mic, and the show wouldn't be the same if he wasn't kind of like taking you through the journey on the mic and like right. explaining stuff and, and talking about things like it really like well, gives how, that how personality does, how does z do it he's you've seen z no, i've no? never seen dude him. he's dope like first of all he moves all over the place like straight up like open 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 format but it's like he's telling a story like he's constantly like checking in and talking like how are you guys feeling good tonight you know what i mean like yeah, shit yeah. like that or like, hey, he might stop the music and just tell a little story. Like, hey, we're going to get into, you know, something like this. This is one of the first records that I really appreciated as a hip-hop fan. You know, let's get into some public enemy. Just like kind of mm-hmm. easing narrating. it along, like narrating it. Yeah, and you're like, oh, shit, this just feels like something bigger. Right. z Trip is Morgan Freeman of DJs. <laughs> That's what he is. <laughs> He's dope, man. He's dope. I think, in, I think nowadays, I, would, I think it's actually pretty hard to keep – the uh the crowd like attentive right yeah. and like absolutely you need to be on the mic to just get their attention because yep. i think back in the day i think you, like in the early 2000s you definitely didn't need to be on the mic i was never on the mic ever now I'm never on the mic. now it's was like, it like you recently you got on the mic i would say within the last five well, years no but just being out in vegas so 10 years okay yeah so over half of my career no mic at all none like zero like afraid to be on the mic you know but like other DJs, like AM, more fashion, they were never really on the mic, were they? No, not AM. It was like, yo, let my music, my talent, be the one talking to He them. might have checked in and said, hey, what's going on or whatever, but a couple times I'd played with him in Seattle, he, he didn't talk really at all. Mm. It, it wasn't that type of show, you know, it was like, let the music speak for itself. Even Jazzy Jeff, same way, right? It's like, yeah. let the music speak yeah, for yeah, itself. Yeah. Well, and he, he has somebody else He doing, had skills, he right. had your boy skills. Right. Your boy skills. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he's DJing now, too. Yo, he's going to hate me. He's like, oh, yeah, you were that motherfucker. Mr. Made You Look. That's yeah. Mr. Yo. Made You Look. <laughs> that's crazy. That's uh, dope. It's, can't say that. No, no, but I, I think it, it definitely, like, like the, the microphone is, is, like, if you don't have it right now, especially I feel like everyone's kind of playing the same shit. Yeah. 
even more so nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to separate yourself somehow and just play the shit because people are becoming like they're just kind of like, oh, you playing this shit? Of course. Right. I feel like it's becoming predictable for a lot of the crowd nowadays, for sure. man. Is it is it um a East Coast kind of thing for people like DJs be on the mic more so? East Coast because I would say the East Coast thing of the mic is is just transcended from hip hop. Yeah, so like yeah. the whole like get Coast your hands everybody and everybody just clap yeah. your hands let's do it like this the, the DJ goes zigga zigga bow like yeah. that yeah. but it's obviously like the way I do the mic is not how a West Coast dude does the mic no it, you, you, like, you even speak Spanish sometimes no no yeah, but <laughs> 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 no but like a New York there's some New York DJs like the New York DJs that I know they have they have a shtick for every song mm-hmm. right mm. so there's like a I it's remember a there was, there was a, a DJ like Kid Capri would play a certain song, and he'd be like, "Yo, you sleeping with Kid Capri tonight?" And then the lyric would go, "Keep going, and yeah. it's gonna be all right with me." And yeah. he would just be singing along to the record, was, yeah. and Speak. he'd be like, "It would be like a whole shtick, like a whole thing with that." Yeah. When I think the some of the West Coast dudes I've seen, they just kind of be like, "Yo, like get your fucking hands up," yeah. or like, "How you feeling out there?" Yeah. yeah. But like, I'm very much like, oh. Like, if I'm playing God's plan, I'm like, okay, there's certain parts where I'm going to say certain things. Yeah. Especially, like, when God's plan goes into, like, the no drum. Yeah. He's like, bad things. There's a lot of bad things. It's kind of the energy dies. Yeah. Yeah. So, you just got to kind of say, like, what can I say on the mic to just keep everyone, yeah, like, drawn in? Like, yo, who's with your best friend right now? You with your day one right now? And everyone just starts screaming. And then yes, they're like, this bitch is here. You'll be like, yo, who's celebrating? I see y'all over there celebrating the birthday, point at the birthday person like that. And then see, during that time, it what, just kind of fills in. And it creates. What's fresh is that you're yeah. also interjecting your personality. Like they're kind of getting to know you in a right. way. It's like, and if, and I know you said, I think it was on Fashion's uh, episode where you talk about how the DJ used to be in the corner versus like out front. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so now you're out front. People are expecting you to do stuff. They they expect you to kind of be on the mic. And if mm-hmm. you're not, it, it just looks like you're not really doing anything up there at all. It, it looks like they're watching you play a video game. Sure. Yeah, because yeah, you're looking at your computer the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not everybody, but. I look at my computer. I like look at my bad. computer. To, yeah, that's pretty for bad. Sure. <laughs> to, I've been trying to keep it to the side. Like, <laughs> get this shit over here. Cricket is a lot to his computer. I'm just looking at it. I'm, I look like, I don't know, like, yeah. You're checking emails. You're, you're, you're <laughs> fulfilling like, orders. He's like doing the fucking podcast cover while he's DJing. <laughs> hey, so I went to that 30th anniversary, the MTV joint in um, in Brooklyn. Oh, wait, I oh, didn't even man. know about that. Yeah, they yeah. just did the 30th MTV, you know, Yo MTV Raps 30th oh, anniversary. Oh, really? Yo, Kid Capri, though. Wow. You want to talk about mic work? Nasty. That dude had that whole stadium going nuts. Like, you can't shit. beat Kid Capri. How many just the energy of him just on the mic what and then dropping the track. It was at uh, what is, Barclays. Yeah, Barclays. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. wait. I, I did see video, uh, the IGs. <laughs> it was on probably this shit. him because he posted Ooh. a bunch of shit. Yeah, I was just the whole time. I took my son, had a little man there and everything. Oh, shit. Just, the whole time. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to run his through. His son had like video. the headphones on. It was, wait, it was, who performed at that? Like all the OG? Dude, like OG? DOS Effects. Black Sheep, Far Side, uh, what, Rakim. You probably know all of it. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to go down. Dude, there, you it know, was, I love Rakim uh, a EPMD. Yeah, I love EPMD. The list, I can't even, there was so many. EPMD came out. Dude, Dougie Fresh. Like, wow. the list yeah, was, Fresh was insane. Dope, the video, yeah. I love insane. Rakim a lot. I just hate him live, though. Yeah. He's not the best live. Yeah. Really? Man. 
It's kind of boring. Oh, oh, Beat Nuts came out for a second. For I really? killed. I was like, what? They're not even on the bill. Like, there's just Damn. like random people coming out. Like, Beat Nuts are dope. There's one of my favorites. Yeah. I, that to me, I got more pumped for that from like a lot of dudes. I was like, oh, Beat Nuts. They're not even on the bill. Like, what are they doing here? That's dope. Killed it. Damn. Yeah, so Kid Capri was just killing it. Killed it. He is one of the greatest ever, if not the greatest mic work and DJ ever. Like, he is the dude. Damn, the list is crazy. I'm the list is right crazy. Now. Big Daddy Kane, Juice Crew, Eric B, Rakim, Dougie Fresh, KRS-One, Boogie Down Productions, Yo Yo, Onyx, EPMD, Flavor Flav. Fuck, and that's not even like, that's like that's crazy. That's like three. There's so, there so yeah. many, I was having a brain fart. Like, I, it was just Nice every, and smooth, Grandmaster uh, uh Scorpio Fierce 5, Kid Capri, DJ Scribble, Red Alert, Chuck, Chill Out, Fat, The Fat Five Freddy, Ed Lover. Okay, okay. That just Shit. goes on. I can't stand it when Jamie reads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Black Sheep. <laughs> that shit's crazy. This <coughs> is a, a tour, but it only says Barclay. That's, ah, fuck. That's what I was seeing all those videos of. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. But yeah, I never even heard that shit was happening. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. Did you fly out there for that? No. Oh, I had a okay. gig, but then I, I went in a day early to go to that. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, hey, if I'm going to be out here. Yeah. Took the little guy. That was his first concert. It's like, yep, let's do the, it. Does he know uh, a lot of the old school shit, your son? Uh, no. How old is he? Four. 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 But so I, I gave him like some little, just some earmuff headphones so it wasn't blasting out his, his eardrums. And he was good. Was he enjoying it? Yeah, he loved it. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. He, lo- he liked Dougie Fresh. You know, with wow. the the yeah, yeah, and they got the camera on him so you can really see him. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was bugging out. He loved it. I'm telling you, when I look at DJs and their kids, I think they're doing a kid a disservice if their <laughs> kids don't know about music. Yeah. yeah. Like, Well, at a certain age, yeah, because then you can start realizing what's going on three or four they don't they don't know you could tell them whatever no nah, they should they should know about you, you know what he <laughs> actually you know Stevie i shouldn't Wonder say that you know what you know what he does know is uh uh justin timberlake i got this feeling yeah my niece my the troll shit yeah the troll shit is Dude, popping the for little troll kids shit? they love that she's like she'd be singing that shit she had a little microphone who's like, she no, who's my she? niece okay niece. and then his other never shit. a backstory with jamie no yeah. i said niece <laughs> i said my niece is jamming onto the trolls <laughs> Like she, like, she be jamming. Who's the, who the fuck is she? <laughs> I said, I said my niece, but yeah, yeah. And the only other one that he really knows that he asked me for is my mama called. I'm like, what is my mama called? Seeing you on TV, something. I was like, oh shit, how do you know that? Wait, what song is this? Fucking Post Malone. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Oh, oh wow. Yep. I didn't even know that was the lyric. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I thought it was I'm on a call. <laughs> my mama <laughs> called. I didn't know my mama called. That's that's why a little kid knows it. My mama called, seeing you on TV. Oh, I know what a TV is, and I have a mama. Dude, that's what <laughs> Post Post Malone's album is one of the few albums I was actually pretty impressed with. It's sick. Yeah, he's got some. He's got some yeah. really good records on he's that. Good. Album. That song, Better Now. Yeah, that's Psycho. Mm. I don't like Psycho. I like Psycho. That like YG Psycho. song. Better Now is really good though. Better yeah. Now is it's happy. Like, it's uplifting. Speaking of, yeah. of Hall and Oates, that sounds like a Hall and Oates song. I wow. didn't think that you were better that. now. Oh, better yeah. Now. I, did you want to I told that to Never when I was listening to the album. Uh-huh. He's like, man, you crazy. That doesn't sound like Hollow Notes. And I'm like, yo, listen to it. It's like a new repetitive. version of And like, Hollow yo, Notes. if you change the beat to like a brown, brown, brown you know, like a like an 80s yeah. vibe, yeah. it would have totally been a Hollow Notes like song. guitar man. work. I think that you were better now. Better now. I don't know if he wrote that shit, but man, that album is good. His team of writers is really... Really, really good. Even that other that uh, Swali song, hey, oh, Guatemala. 
No, 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 no. The somebody, uh, the, somebody um, showed me the other day with Post Malone. They the Post Malone Swaley. Have you seen all oh, the shit oh. where they sped up Post Malone? It sounds just like Justin Timberlake. And that's supposed to be like the conspiracy is that Justin Timberlake sung all this shit and then they just pitched <laughs> it down. It's on the internet, man. Jeez, the internet geez. doesn't lie. The internet does not. No, but if you go on there, there's the all theory? these things. The theory is that it's Justin Timberlake, but pitched down. And you could Google it or look into it. But <laughs> when you pitch it up, when you pitch Post Malone up, you're like, holy shit, that does sound like Justin Timberlake. It sounds just like him. Really? Pitched up, like two octaves or like whatever. But I've semitones. heard him live and he could actually sing live. Yeah. 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 It's hey, not, it's not you know, Justin you know Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of eerie. That oh, did, I say, did I say Justin Timberlake? Yeah. What am I talking about? Justin Timberlake? No, Justin, Justin Bieber? Bieber. My bad. Justin oh, Bieber. Justin I'm getting Bieber. my ju- I'm getting my Justins mixed up. Well, they, they are Justin homies, Bieber. So yeah, probably. It sounds like Justin Bieber. Yes, and I heard it, and I was like, "Yep, I agree. Yep, absolutely, hundred percent." It that could be Justin Bieber. No, maybe problem. a Post Malone lost weight and was the same size as Justin Bieber. Yeah, it sounds. <laughs> so many. T- but what if you played into the conspiracy? And he really did do it, and then Post. You know, he's a singer. He's a good singer, but then he's just going out performing it. But then Justin really gets. And they the were cash. on tour together. Were they? Yeah, yeah. He was. They he were was, party together. He was Bieber's God, opener. Insane. He was Bieber's opener. Yeah. Pull from, it up. Uh, and Justin Bieber's last world tour. There's plenty of videos. Scene. There's plenty of audio. Scene. I'm telling you. Stop. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. <laughs> Am I Tell perpetuating someone, someone, the bullshit? Someone unplug Scene's <laughs> mic right now. Stop <laughs> feeding into the shit. There's go no fucking now. way Post Malone is fucking. I don't know. That shit. Check it out yourself. Don't do that. That's mad irresponsible if you were Kanye West that would be mad irresponsible <laughs> right now you ruin a bunch of shit um speaking, speaking of the new music are you feeling it I'm absolutely feeling um Pusher absolutely like, like instant classic in my mind I've probably listened to that album all the way through what about the probably Nas? 50 times I love the Nas too yep you do you see I'm not alone I love it <laughs> I like the Nas I think a lot it's dope. I don't think it's Pusher status I think it's right under that and I think there might be maybe one song that I'd take off of there out of seven I know which think. one yeah so it was the one that was crowded yeah I'm, I'm coming the, the actually I, do, I like that one really yeah even though his vocals sound lower than the sample I was like I just started getting into it like I had to hear it two or three times I, I like felt it. like he was struggling on that oh like lyrically or just the mix down he like he, even the way he was rhyming like oh yeah da, da, blah, 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 blah. I was like yo man you, <laughs> why did Kanye make you rap over this shit but when, when I first turned it on right I'm listening to that first track with Diddy was, uh, not for the radio oh dude I was getting goosebumps like Dude, it's back. It's like, ooh, it's fire. That chorus was too yeah. good. Ooh. I think they scared God us. So it. good, man. But yeah, the Pusha, that's Pusha just T, incredible. That too. is just unbelievable. I've probably listened to it, like I said, 50 times. I don't. It doesn't get old to me you think, at all. So at I, all. I, I said this before. I said that this is probably the worst. Uh, this is the worst summer for music. You think? He, it's not over yet, but it's starting to be one of the worst summers for music. What do you he, think? Did you like the new Kanye? No, I'm saying club um, music, club oh, music. Just, oh, club, club music. music. Oh, club. Yeah, this yeah, is not club music. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think everything is just I so short-lived. Yeah. I mean, since Nice for What, right? Yeah. What have we been playing in the clubs? That just came out? Nice for What is that song. That's the one. That's like Yeah, uh, yeah but there's, right there's usually some other I'm shit. I'm upset. Now it's kind of bubbling up. Hmm. I mean, I am upset. <laughs> nice for What just from the top. It's just there's you don't need 
anything but that. Like you don't need any remix of it. Like, no, nope. it's it's perfect the way it is. Yeah, don't even and, touch that. Yeah, yeah, but God's plan is smashing that record in the clubs. Oh, I know yeah, what I was going to ask you. I just thought of something. Speaking yeah. of remixes, you were on here talking one day talking shit about a remix of Nori Nothing. Like, yo, how do these guys go out and they play all these remixes or add these remixes into their mix? You yeah. gotta just leave it alone. Some some of these songs they just need to be left alone. Oh, that's the trap remix shit that we're talking about. Yeah, the trap remix shit. Did I say that? Yeah, twerk it, remixes. It's, it's been in a couple things. I think we it was a trap it. remixes. Like, why are you gonna? I think we talked about it with Scooter. Yeah, no, no, Scooter, no, no. With Scooter, okay, yeah. no, I wasn't no, no. with Scooter. Yeah. It was I a, don't mind if so. No, someone makes a remix of Nori. That's fine with me. I understand that. I don't know why. Um, why are people making EDM remixes? Oh, okay. That was my issue. Like if but, you if you can make an EDM remix, why can't you make an original song? Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it just takes a little bit more work. Yeah, I think. Okay, so I I wanted to address that or answer you myself. Yeah. I think there's certain rooms where you can't maybe play that record, right? Yeah. So you're gonna have a version where you can play it in a totally different setting and get away with it. I get that. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, I get it. I I get it. I just don't understand the longevity of it. Because it's oh, yeah. disposable. Right, right. So my thing is, if you have all that talent and you can make a song. Just make your own songs. Make a song. Yeah. Like, why Why you, like, if you're not an EDM DJ, why are you making EDM remixes? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, if my roots are hip hop, like, for example, my mixtape, right? Yeah. There's no I mean, EDM in it. Well, I made a, a house, I made a house mix, like. 2011. Yeah, like fucking seven years ago. Christmas. Damn. <laughs> I know this shit. I'm a, I was a fan, but I didn't want like I like the music, but it's not like I'm an EDM DJ. I DJed it in a way that I would DJ hip hop, right? Or yeah. whatever my roots are. But like, if I was ever to produce and go into a studio and like work on some shit, I would make an R&B or a hip hop song or a, like an actual song. Like I wouldn't. If, or if I was going to remix something, I would remix it that I think would make the song better. Right. I wouldn't just make an EDM remix so a big EDM DJ could play it and I could get more fame out of it. Or Like, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me. I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't think, at least speaking for myself, I don't <clears throat> think I'm going in the studio with the intent to make the song worse. I'm trying to make it usable, right. you know, and in a different re, Your re-edits are good, though. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm sure a, some people are like, yo, they're trash. So it's all subjective anyways. Use, you know? I still use your hip hop array one a lot. Well, thank you. That's that was that was actually an official. That was yeah, that was an yeah. official joint that we did. They re recorded the vocals. Oh, they did? Naughty, Naughty by Nature recorded those vocals over again and we released that as an official yeah, that remix. Shit, that that actually is one of my favorites. Yeah, thank I you. Yeah. See, I think like I honestly think like uh if you're gonna like I said, I, I wanna see these DJs producing more and I think that's the problem with music mm-hmm. is that DJs aren't like really producing music right now. Yeah. I don't know if they're doing these remixes, and I don't. I don't know if there's a future for that. Like no one wants to hear that shit. Yeah. Like it. It serves its purpose in the club, but then what is it like? In a year and a half or eight months? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's just me, man. I. I think like. Like seeing like if you came out with an original production. Yeah. It would well, take a while, but yeah. I mean, but I that's another thing too. Like I have an original record, right? Are you? more apt to support that or one that you play every night and you're like yo this is a little bit better version of the one that has a little bit more energy like i don't think you should fuck with maybe god's plan but i'm saying there's plenty of records that are like yo this is just not hitting in the club if i had a little something more like it was remixed or whatever then Mm -hmm. then i would fuck with it but 
uh, for me, it's like that's easier to digest for a lot of people because that's like instant rotation. Like, oh, I could put that on the radio because we're already playing that record. I could put it in the club because we're already playing it. But if I give you a new record, like I have a record coming out with uh, Mad Lion, a brand new one. It's just an original record. Right. How do you slide that in? Like, how do you work that in? You know what I mean? Like, it's not as easy. It's a little bit I more of a challenge. I see what you're saying, but I think it's also like Mad Lion is not really a relevant artist right, right now. Right, he's not. So, but, like, if, so what would be, what would be interesting is if you remixed an existing song and added Mad Lion to right, it. Right, right. Do you know what I'm saying? So if I remixed, I don't know, off the top of my head, like uh, the new Ty dollar sign, right, with Jeremiah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's have sex. Yeah. That one, that's already amazing as is. But if like, yo, let's do, since they're already on that 90s vibe, let me remix that beat. Yeah. Put a little Mumbaton track on it. Yeah. And then let me get Mad Lion to do some ad-libs and then do like a quick a chant or something in the middle of that then i could be like yo that was really original and what it does is it, it starts sparking um you start like you said with consistency yeah if you keep doing things like that people start seeing you more as a producer right, and right, right. forming songs than just remixing or adding a drum yeah, or doing like a twerk thing do you know what i mean mm-hmm. but that's just my train of thought what gets me is but um, I do, I do appreciate the motherfuckers who do do re-edits because it, I just makes it so I don't have to do this. <laughs> yeah. <re-edit>. yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But uh, what's up with the dudes just playing all re-edits all night? Every song is a remix. Every song is a re-edit. Do you think crowds like that? I don't think they. But don't I don't. But don't like you think that? during the mashup stage, you you like? I remember you would play Not a every, lot of mashups. Right, a lot of mashups, absolutely, but not. 100% mashups. But if, with every five songs that you would play, three would be mashups and two would be regular. But wasn't that like the trend back then? That was the trend, yeah, absolutely. But Just like, like when it went super, super EDM, I was yeah. playing 100% house music. There's, Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I'm saying is that, to me, I when I hear people playing a lot of the edits and stuff it just reminds me of the dudes that were playing horrible mashups. Right. Mm. Does that make sense? That oh, yeah. They, yeah. they don't, they didn't understand, they couldn't tell the difference whether something was good or bad, they were just right. like, yo, just playing it. this this hits hard. Right. It has or, a build or, up. Or back to your point, how you said nice for what is dope as is, right? Like how many dudes are like, yeah, I'm going to play it once a remix comes out. Then I'll play it. Like why are you, like why can't you Who just take that? this right out of the box? I've just seen a couple little dudes make comments like, really? oh, yeah. Yeah, put well, them on well, blast. Once, yeah, them on blast. No. <laughs> I'll I'll you know, once the, the remixes start popping, then that's when it's really, you know, gaining ground. That's when I'm going to jump in on it. I'm like, dude, I just got this tonight and I'm playing it. Fuck yeah. that. Like, right now. Someone, just go. Someone made a redrum of uh, Taste Tiger. Yeah. How's it sound? That's it a great sounded, record, by the way. It sounded a lot better than the really? <laughs> Certain songs needed, like, like um, I couldn't play really like Redbone. Like, oh, yeah. You can't play it that. was just no. in the club with a redrum. Or just something to give it a little more pop right for the club helps you know what there's I mean? that one yep. remix of uh yep. scissor weekend that i fucking love and the i try to play it the, the, the 100 bpm one the funkadelic it's something funk on funk daz or something yeah, yeah. that yeah. shit is God. fire kind of like it sounds real jazzy I, yeah it's like a calvin harris I can like slide. when i drop that i can literally hear all the girls coochies get wet <laughs> <laughs> and then when the beat hits i just i just keep i just hear yeah. like like Raindrops fall on the like fucking dance floor. Mac and cheese being stirred. Yeah, exactly. That's the all I hear. Mac and cheese stirring. Yeah. Like mushroom, like mushroom sizzling on the fucking skillet. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting out of fucking pocket, man. Oh my god. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah. I mean, is there anything we, we else you want to touch on? Pause. 
<laughs> that was the first one of the show. You guys are pausing a lot. You guys are AO a lot in the podcast, huh? That was the I was holding back a couple AOs. That was the first yeah. one. I was surprised. Yeah. I was said, I was ready for a he bunch said, of. Uh, he said Kid Capri's good on the mic. I'm like, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> He's like the best at mic work. I'm yeah. like, word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we killed fashion on his episode. Oh, I heard it. Yeah, Love fashion it. for yeah. just being a champ in that. This one dude was like, one of my homies was like, yo, I felt like you were like going extra hard on fashion. Like you pause. were breaking, you, yeah, pause. You were there breaking we his we balls started. a little extra. You know what I mean? And I was well, like, that's the homie though. That's that's been my dynamic with fashion since day one. So I yeah. guess I didn't notice that, but yeah, I was just like. But that's your dynamic overall. You like. It depends. So you like give people a hard time. Dude. Yeah. Oh, I mean, pause. Fuck. I mean, there's some dudes <laughs> I like. I mean, fa- fashion is just. I just we just used to crack on each other all the time. But. Yeah. It's uh, jokes. Yeah. I mean, with with scene, I mean, there's no liquor involved, so he can't smack oh. the shit out of me right now. <laughs> Oh, no, he slapped you twice in a night. Dude, you was a wild boy. You remember those times? I do. Yep. I want to tell one story, man. This dude, okay. it was it was at light. Oh. Do I got to bleep that? No. No. Okay. It was might. at light. We might. We may have what to happened? take this out, but pause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have a week to figure it out. But, uh, yo, so this is at light. And I wasn't there, but I heard stories of it. Because the lighting this? guy. Remember the, yes. So What did he say? It and was climbed. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. This was like a crazy night. I think it was just cr- the was energy just was crazy. But uh, I heard the club was popping. It was. N- it was crazy. It was crazy. Absolutely insane. So insane. In the DJ booth at light, it's tiny. There's an amp tower, and it was probably like what seven feet tall. It's. I'm six it's, foot, so it was probably eight. It's, it's like a an good eight, eight foot tower. Eight feet tall, at least. Yeah. So, scene climbs the tower, or somehow gets to the top of the tower and starts. And tell me. Correct me at any point in this story. Well, he was pretty lit. So. And then, yeah, he was lit. And then he takes off his shirt and like swings it. And you were doing like surfing, like you were surfing <laughs> the amp tower. Confirmed. Confirmed. It did happen. And yes. you, I, th- you can correct me if I'm wrong. This is this is folk- folklore that I heard. He was grabbing other people's drinks and like, <laughs> like so people were like walking by. Yo. So people were like walking. He would grab their drinks and drink it. And then he was just like, kind of like <laughs> tapping people on the head while they walk by. Confirmed. <laughs> wow. Damn it, man. I chilled out a lot more since those. Yeah, but times, those were the fun yeah. times. Yeah, that was fun. So I'm like, yo, like the fact that they weren't happy with you punching Josh T in the face. It, yeah, it threw yeah. me for a loop, man. I was like, wait, wait, this is what I'm getting fired for? Not Believe the, me, there's been a lot of other shit. Not the, like that's that was the homie swinging yeah. your fucking shit like Petey Pablo. And shit. Yeah, Josh T Why did not? deserve that though for that Drew Barrymore shit. Oh my god, hey, I, I got you, man. I got you. Uh, Don't worry about it. Yo, that, we was wild back then, though. I remember. Yes, that. sir. I remember, yeah, like, man. Ruckus would come in and be like, yo, you guys are crazy. Because Ruckus wouldn't drink. <laughs> oh, really? Ruckus wouldn't drink like that. He would just look at us like, y'all motherfuckers are crazy. <laughs> y'all crazy. He doesn't drink yeah. at all or just not like that? I don't think he drinks like that when oh, he DJs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he would see us. <laughs> and I'd be, you know, he DJ. So he DJ from, like, what, 1230 to, like, 230. And by the time it was 230, I had to get back on. I was like, yeah. And he's like, you ready? I'm like, yeah, man, like, f- fuck it. Like, let's, right. let's do it. And I just, like, just get back on. <laughs> and it was Damn. Just one of those. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Glad those days are over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> scene. So, yo, huh? 
Thank you for having me. No, on. no, I was going to say you. thank you for coming through, no, man. I appreciate it, man. You know, thanks for that. I know we've been me. talking this about this for a couple months, and yeah, he was supposed to be back in February. Yeah, yeah this yeah, a while yeah, back. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, I'm glad you're here, man. And thank you. Took us back, and you know, I can't actually. I haven't heard you spin in a while, so I'm actually looking forward to. The, I want you know, I want to check you out soon. We're gonna definitely. Link. We're gonna link up for sure. Yeah. 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 So, yo, thank you, man. See thank you, thank you, brother. brother. Thank you, brother. All right, thank you, man. Pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think I'm gonna come through on Friday. I'm off Friday. Okay, okay.